Cleveland note, Moto. God, can I fuck that up anymore? <laughs> Take two. <laughs> Take Can't two. live it in there. <laughs> Cleveland Moto Podcast number 305. There's... Hey, 305. You know, anytime Honda and 305 come up in the same sentence, that's a good thing. It's uh, it's one of those things that Hondas Hondas lend themselves very well to small motors, and that particular motor, that three hundred five motor, is just a honey, and uh, I've I've never met a bad one, except for the one I just I, blew up. <laughs> I just bought a new starter motor for my Superhawk, and uh, I had to buy it used on eBay. I bought the best one I could find, really, and it was still really crusty, and it really made me think. It's like this is a fifty some year old motorcycle. It's like once there's no more starter motors in the world, that's it. <laughs> that's it. That's exactly it. Nobody, nobody's making them. So you it's might good. want to save your old one in case you want need to rebuild it. You know, fifty yeah. years from now. That's true. That's true. Yeah, it's it's one of the things you have to think about when you're like, well, yeah. At least if you have a one bad one, there is there'll be some old man somewhere that can teach you how to rewire it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's Meanwhile, crazy. I have a starter motor hanging on mine that I'm not even using because <laughs> I the, the pro, one of the problems with mine when I got it was the, the familiar starter sprag clutch issue where the, the pan head little three pan head uh, screws that hold it to the back of the flywheel had come loose, and then they start it jams against the case, and that makes it difficult to start the motor, and uh, and then also in the process of that it cracked the little ring oh, so i just gutted mine and put mm-hmm. it back together so i have a starter but it doesn't do anything mm-hmm. that's a yeah that's that's really all you're doing is you're basically storing that starter on your bike to make sure you don't lose it <laughs> i mean maybe i'd take it off just so it doesn't get wet and stuff yeah just to keep that hole closed too mm-hmm. you know so uh speaking of hondas did you mm-hmm. guys, uh, if you were to say without seeing what brand was on this bike, who made this? Let me ask you this. And what does it look like? Okay, bring it up. It looks right now. It looks great. Okay, Ooh. all right. Wow. I, I I know what it is now, but you're right. Uh, it it is a Bukaki. Yep. Uh, uh, <laughs> is is it? Is this the one that isn't Desmo Drive? Is this the new 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 one? This is the brand new yeah. uh, Honda CB3, I mean, uh, Ducati uh, it Monster. Should, yeah, it <laughs> does look a lot like a Honda CB. <laughs> yeah. So Ducati spent all their Italian engineering and stuff to produce a <laughs> CBR 300. Well it, done. Does look like, it does look like a Honda CBR replica. <laughs> yeah, and I, I think it looks I good, though. Ducati mm-hmm. is going to leave Desmo. So um, some of their bikes now are going to be non-Desmo. Uh, I don't know. I'm, but well, I don't have to say, I don't know. I'm certain that's a cost savings measure, you know? So, yeah. so that, so that would mean that they're going to now be puppet valve with the spring. Yeah, exactly. Uh, let's see here. It says Ducati shed weight and ditches trellis frame for the brand new monster. Uh, so wait, they, they, I wonder if the, I wonder if the new monster is, I wonder if that one's also uh, traditional valves, but so you, you've given up on the trellis frame. So if you've given up on the trellis frame and you're going to be giving up on the Desmo drive, is it really a Ducati? Cause I'm going to guess that it's probably not made in Italy. I'm going to guess it's probably made in, 
Inja, where the uh, scramblers come from. So I don't know. I mean, that, that, it, was, that was kind of the main feature of the, of the monster was the, the, the frame, right? Yeah. Charles. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So what they said is starting at monster and name only. Yeah. Starting at 10,295 pounds, which is what about 12,900 bucks, 12,000. The way that the motorcycle industry works is it's not a real uh, proper currency exchange. So if something costs 10,000 pounds, mm. it will sell in America for $10,000. Oh. It's the weirdest mm. thing because uh, in Europe, many of the bikes pricing is OTR on the road mm. and we don't do that here. So you're not paying your taxes and everything else in with the price, the thing. So it's pretty good, uh, pretty good practice if somebody says that a bike is 10,000 pounds, it will probably be pretty close to $10,000, even though exchange rate would suggest 10,000 pounds is more like $13,000, $14,000. Right. And so it has 110 BHPs. So yep. ponies, 110 ponies. Yep. Uh, standard trim of its 937cc Euro 5 friendly V twin engine, a general oh. seat height of 82, 820 millimeters. Whatever that is. And whatever. And, uh, 166 kilograms dry weight. Okay. For those wanting extra bling, they can opt for the extra 500 bucks plus model, which gets a smaller screen and a rear set cover as standard. Hmm. But I mean... So wait, it's a smaller screen for more money? A small screen. Because this one small has... Small screen. Oh. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, like, for a, such a, a motorcycle that kind of defined a genre as the monster, I don't think they nailed it with this. Personally, it's not, it's not bad, but it's just not, it's not redefining the, the, it's not redefining anything. It's just a CB5 or 300 with an extra motor in it. Well, they should have came up with a new name for it. It's a totally different bike. It's totally redesigned. They've gone, there's enough changes to it that it could have been something completely new. Right. The tooth fairy. I do think that, I do think that, um, the trellis frame is a very, very significant thing for, for me to think about a Ducati monster. The first thing I'm going to say is I, I'm going to expect to see a, a trellis frame. Right. So if I don't see the trellis frame, then I'm having a hard time identifying it as being a monster. So what kind of frame does it have? Is it a tube aluminum frame or is it a, I mean, why would you depart from the trellis frame for money for weight savings? Or, I mean, what would make that go away from that? Look at it back, and you can see that it's a, uh, it's like it's kind of a, a molded aluminum kind of thing or something. Like, see over here, like, like probably like most sport bikes nowadays have that. Yeah, mostly engine. That 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 yep. is mostly engine. So it's the engine is most of the frame. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's probably the issue. The mo the motor's too big that you can't even put a fucking frame around it. It's things. <laughs> it's basically a motor and things bolted to a motor. Yeah. It'll definitely yeah. be comfortable for two up on a long distance ride. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, well, you notice that they do have rear passenger pegs, even though there is absolutely nothing for the rear passenger to sit on. Right. Uh, unless that back tail section is like the KTMs where the back tail section was actually made out of foam rubber. So even though it was sculpted, no, nope, that's not. That's actually just plastic. Um, yeah, there goes that <laughs> idea. Yep. <laughs> I mean, it's, it has, not, it's not an ugly bike. I'm not mad at it. No, but, no, no, no. But it has 12, rear pegs, but it has nowhere to put a rear person. Right. But for right. 12 grand, I'd rather, I swear to God, if, if um, Benelli came out, well, does Benelli have like a 600 or a 500 version of yeah, their? Yeah, they got an 800 too. So, I mean, yeah, this is, 
This is not, I mean, it, it doesn't scream Ducati enough to me to make me go, oh, yeah, this is, I totally want to jump all over this thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like, I like the, the fake carbon fiber and the metal right here because that's, that's pretty oh, cool. Yeah, that's interesting. That, that whole subframe yeah. assembly, that whole bolt-on rear subframe has got a yeah. carbon fiber finish to it. Yeah. Look. Yeah. Look. Huh. All right. Oh, there it is. All right, cool. There it is. Yeah, that's the monster. So that, yeah. that was a big announcement this week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the murdering off or killing off of all the Yamahas, including the R6, right. uh, because nobody buys sport bikes. Uh, yeah. So they're, you know, the W. They need to start coming from the factory with TKC 80s on them. Mm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Going to lean into a trend, right? The, uh, but yeah, so it's just, it's, when we're looking at a lot of the companies, they're pulling stuff back. The Panamera wasn't launched in the United States. You know, there's so much of people, um, despite shit tons of dealers selling shit tons of bikes due to um, social distancing at 50 miles an hour, still people aren't uh, pushing heavy into the 2021 market. There's a uh, very few new, new, new things. So um, Kimco's taking this opportunity to launch a $10,000, 550cc scooter um, that is going to suffer from the same fate that its predecessor, the MyRoad 700, suffered from, which is I want to come and sit on it, but I'm not going to buy it. So, what, up? what about the MASH 650? Is that going to come to the United States? Not unless Genuine brings it in. So what I'm saying is Genuine going to bring... Like they brought that 400 in. Do you think they're going to bring in that 650? Because the 650 actually looks pretty cool. So. 650 does look pretty cool. If somebody could bring a picture of it, Steve, because yep. uh, none of us can share screen. Uh, yep. But I would recommend pulling up a picture of that because it is a sexy bike. But uh, genuine uh, little insider baseball for you guys. Genuine is licking its wounds on the whole uh, G400C thing. So mm. they've got a bunch of them hanging around. They'd do anything they could to sell it. Uh, wow. Yeah. That's a good. Oh, that really looks like an old GT five hundred. It sure does. XT five hundred, even right down to the gold rims. Yeah, it's a good looking bike. I'm not going to lie. Oh no, I'd ride the bike. I'd ride that. I'm surprised I'm not riding that bike right now. Yeah. Could you get one if you wanted? No, no, no. Because genuine's not bringing it in. So there's no DOT. There's no EPA. There's no homologation whatsoever. Now, not going to happen. Right. So right now, genuine. I don't know if Genuine has any kind of a deal cooked up with, uh, with uh, that's, God, man, I can't remember at the moment, but uh, with a company that's bringing, that's building that bike in China. So uh, it's not, I mean, MASH is also a distributor. So MASH is a distributor of that Chinese product as well. So uh, it's probably more likely for Genuine to bring that in, but it's going to be really tough for you to convince Genuine that they need to spend all that money to get that bike through EPA and DOT so that we can buy it, you know? Um, and don't you sort of have a deal with Genuine that if they're going to send a prototype, it has to come to you first? No, not at all. But they, I mean, they like to, um, they, they, they haven't, they, historically they have, um, cause we represent a certain, yeah. So go ahead, Dan. Uh, just looking at some things about the Ducati going backwards here. The frame on that Ducati is 3.3 pounds lighter than the 821's trellis frame, and the rear subframe is glass fiber-reinforced polymer. Plastic. 
Yeah, that's the technical term for plastic. <laughs> <laughs> it's glass fiber reinforced polymer, which means it's, it's made out of Glock. <laughs> that's exactly right. It's made out of Glock. <laughs> Rear subframe by Glock. <laughs> well, you can sneak it through an airport metal detector now. God, so, man. Well, with all these new bikes, this... Uh, so I had a friend tell me today that they are going forward with this and Honda is going to release this. And if they do, I might have to sell everything I own and get this in this exact color scheme. So hold on. Bring it up. Yep. This is it. I think this is the perfect fucking bike, man. Oh yeah. It's a CB 900 F. No, it, okay. matches the, it matches the color scheme of your, the GS that you just painted. Yeah. No, no, I know it bummed me out. I was like, holy shit, I need to get this. But yeah, no, it's the 1000F. It's the 2021 uh, CB1000F. Yeah. And it is, I don't I think Honda, kill, like, look at from the Ducati to this, I would buy this over the Ducati all fucking day long, man. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, that's, that's a, that's a very, uh, that's a real, I mean, that's a hell Snowflake of a bike. Wheel. Yeah, Indeed. yeah. It's a single-sided swing arm too. Mm-hmm. Two big yeah, horns. Yeah. Two big horns, just right out there in front. Want to make sure people hear you when you beep your horn. Well, that goes back to like what the the what was the orange, black, and uh, and yellow uh, CB CB nine hundred F. Yeah, that had those big horns. That's what I said. As soon as you showed me that picture, I thought for sure that we were going to have a discussion about a nineteen eighty three Honda. Right. No, uh, twenty twenty one, man. Yeah. I mean, uh, that's, you know, that era for me was called the bold or. So if you look up B-O-L-D apostrophe O-R, bold or, the era of motorcycles, they were these big monster leader class bikes and they could go like a devil in a straight line and uh, precious little else. And, you know, that was that era. So when you look at the, in 1982, they did a, uh, 1982 Honda was a Honda CB 900 F apostrophe C. And that was the, these are sexy bikes, dude. Yeah. So that was the, bold <laughs> that's what bold the org. No, come on. B. No wonder you were giggling. B O L space D apostrophe O R. That's the ball. The only thing I worry about with that Honda, and I, I don't, I tried. I started reading an article, and I, I had to take a nap in the middle of it. (laughs) (laughs) Anything to talk about what the performance or whatnot of it was? I don't know if anybody else has seen anything, but I worry that it's going to come out and be like the CB eleven hundred. Where oh yeah, it looks the part and everything like that, but it's just not it's not ferocious. That it is not a uh, a full blown bike that they didn't give it all the oomph that they could give it. Right. You know, and that's, yeah. And that's what happens sometimes when you build something for mass consumption instead of building it for the racetrack, is you end up building a bike that's completely wonderful and absolutely safe. <laughs> is it going to have a hundred 20 horsepower i'm guessing probably no no I would, I, if i had to guess i would say maybe 80 or 90 horsepower well, we all know about the the world's worst thing that you can ever read about any motorcycle you're interested in buying is it's been tuned for the mid-range mm. and that low means, and mid-range no yeah, yeah tuned for the mid-range means they've taken all the fun right out of it no man i want to know where the motor comes from if it yeah. If it's a proprietary, you know, if it's a new motor just for that bike or if it came out of something 
hot. Mm. Is it air cold? Oh, yeah. Look at that. 143 horsepower. Jesus, not messing around. Yeah. 76 yeah, well, pounds of torque is also yeah. in touch, so it's 420 to one exhaust. Mm -hmm. There right. you go. That's not bad. Does it weigh? Oh, I don't know. So, oh, 400 right here. 465 pounds. Oh, 465. Sorry. Yeah. It looks to me like they're stealing a whole lot of parts off that CB1100. Yeah, I think so. so. Mm -hmm. Well, if it comes out with 143 horsepower, holy mm -hmm. shit. Yeah, I mean, that's it. And that's where it should be for a leader class bike these days. If you know, if you're going to build a bike, go to the trouble of building a leader class bike. Yeah, I mean, because the BMW is what, like 205 horsepower now, and the CBR 1000 RR. Yeah, I was going to say, there's a lot of a leader a leader class bikes and stuff hitting 200 horsepower. Mm -hmm. I mean, what's the H2 Kawasaki H2 is 200 and some. Mm -hmm. I don't know what the uh, Kawasaki their new Z900 is, but I bet it's well over 100. Man, I on the way back from picking up my FZ09, um, we stopped at Rick Roush just because, you know, it was there and we wanted to see what's going on. A, they're really annoying and their salesmen suck. But B, mm. they had a, a, the, the Z900 Cafe in there and yeah. I wanted it to be uncomfortable and I wanted to hate it and everything. Oh, but it's, I really good it. it's fucking amazingly comfortable. I almost I almost gave him my other the bike that I just picked up and tried to take that home. It was so good. But I didn't. Obviously. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's a good bike. Uh, sitting on it's good. We've had a couple of them come into the shop. I've been able to take them out for rides. They're really a nice bike. I mean, mm. no, no complaint or no fault on that thing. That's a legit, straight up good mm. motorcycle. Yeah. Um, yeah. Good bones. Good everything. That's a. It's a good bike. Hey, speaking of new motorcycles, so Smith, wow. you've been absent for like a month. Yeah. But did you get yourself an anus or what? I did. I did, but. <clears throat> the first, uh, first announcement is, uh, I was reading today that the, uh, the number one cause of pedophilia, sexy children, sexy children. <laughs> Just look at the way she dressed. <laughs> and then, and then there was a, uh, there's, there's a new tempura house that opened in Cleveland and it's a, uh, it's a home for lightly battered women. <laughs> Chris Smith, everybody. Chris Smith. What do 500 battered women have in common? They go good with a side of chips. <laughs> nice. So, uh, <laughs> and the subscribers. <laughs> no, no, this is all good material. This is great material. This is uh, this is what Sleepy was worried about. Like when we have a podcast and we're on the Zoom format, how it tends to take the balls right out of the podcast. Nope, we got it. Okay, we're here. <laughs> I have. I'm only. I'm only halfway. Jeez. Through your gallon of bourbon. <laughs> <laughs> this is 24 ounces, Imperial. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's seven fingers right there, dude. <laughs> You're an overachiever. Mm-hmm. So Smith, how, how's, how's your doing? So I I uh, I rolled out to um out to Goshen, Indiana, and bought this uh, Janus from them. How's your uh, Janus feeling? It's nice. I like it a lot. Um, I uh, is that actually your Janus right there? That, it that is. Picture? Yeah. So um, the day after my son's uh, wedding, actually the Monday. I took the Monday off and uh, Mrs. Smith found this, that uh, Janice had uh, built this bike for a guy who put the deposit down on it.
and he had uh, put all the extras on it that he wanted, and then he backed out. He left his 995 on the table, so they threw it up for sale, and uh, I called him and worked a deal with them, and so my brother drove me out to Goshen, Indiana, and I- So you're, wait, I'm, I, I just missed that. So you're saying he pulled out of the anus? He did, yeah. <laughs> That's a big no-no. <laughs> just in time, too. <clears throat> and he, so he, he didn't, didn't get his $1,000 back either. He didn't bring the deal to completion. He just he just popped it in and then popped out, and that was it, huh? Rookie mistake. Yeah. <laughs> he must have been well. He was more like he was in and he was out, and he was like, uh. What do I do? He kind, of, he kind of felt bad about the whole situation. He wasn't sure how they were taking it. So, yeah, I get it. He kind of got sucked in. <laughs> Bit of Janus. <laughs> he doesn't normally do that. No. No, no, no. That's never happened. So, Chris, how much would it cost to have that J removed? Uh, $3.14 over at the Cinch Garage. <laughs> <laughs> So how the trick is, here's going to be the trick. The trick is not going to be to remove the J. The trick is going to be to find the exact right shade of green, little magnet, a little magnet. So every time Steve turns around, we can just put the little magnet over the J. Well, aren't your knees going to be covering the J when you're riding it? (laughs) (laughs) So so I'm looking at at the bike. So it's, it's a 250. It is. Okay. And so how did you get this thing home? Did you trailer it? Did you put it in a U-Haul? Did you scrap it to the back of your brother's car? What happened here? I rode it. Oh, really? Nice. Nice. How yeah, was, and you, rode, you rode that Janus hard. The only, the, only, uh, <laughs> the only problem that we had was I didn't get out of... Hours. All right, go go ahead. Finish up with all the Janus jokes, and then ten minutes. <laughs> You're going to be set up for ten years of anus jokes because you bought that bike. I'm sorry, that's going to happen every time you show up on that thing. As cool you guys, did, you guys need awesome. to buy a joke I book or something. <laughs> no, I love it, but the bike is cool as shit. But the name itself is just awesome. That's all that matters. <laughs> We're going to have to make sure all of our rides include an old dirt road. <laughs> <laughs> you got to ride like you stole you gotta, it, man. You got to bring a dude named Sanchez with us at all. <laughs> <laughs> got to go deep. Hold man. on. I got to get my rusty, my, my rusty trombone. <laughs> <laughs> Like, make sure you go over that bike every time you ride. You want a nice tight Janus. <laughs> yeah. Give it a good wipe down. <laughs> you wipe your Janus. You, you didn't blow out, blow, blow out any O-rings on that ride back from did you? I'm glad Hofford finally got in on the uh, he must have been asleep. <laughs> <laughs> he was working on that one. Hey, how's the sound coming out of that Janus after you get some good gas in it? <laughs> A Janus sounds funny. I think I got some bad gas. <laughs> That's a. I haven't seen a green Janus before. Is that oh, green or brown? It's, it's a really good looking bike. It is. It is. The bike looks awesome. The name though is amazing. 
Chris, you've just provided us with 10 years of entertainment. Thank you, sir. Cheers. Well, <laughs> well simple minds are easily amused. <laughs> Did you hear that Chris Smith named his bike? No. His, his bike's name is named Hugh. <laughs> Dude, <Jadis. laughs> Come on, so, so how was the ride home on your Exactly how, how fast does the jazz go? So what you ate. So Chris, you didn't you so you said you mentioned that there were a lot of features that the guy put into it. What stuff did he paid extra for? <laughs> Was there any fluids leaking out of your genus when you picked it up? What is it? You beat me to it. You beat me to it. <laughs> I tried, Chris. I tried. <laughs> did you lube it before you wrote it? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Just waiting for this to pass. You know, it's uh, <laughs> I know the name of this podcast. Chris Smith has a huge <laughs> Oh, Cinch uh, is just killing himself over there. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so, what kind of octane do you find works best in your Janus? <laughs> the, um, but so, but not to, not to, not to completely beat this beat, into the ground. Beat a dead horse. <laughs> but, but I have ridden this bike. Chris is Janus. Um, yeah, I was. I think I might have been. I think I might be the first person to ride Chris's Janus. Uh, <laughs> a memorable day. It was. <laughs> um, it was, was it, does he have a pleasant Janus? It's a really good Janus. Um, Is it soft when you sit on it? <laughs> no, no, no. It's 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 firm. It's a tight Janus. It's a good tight. I mean, you know, it it is. It's a good, responsive, <laughs> snug, tight. Janus, uh, just right there, right? Just be the, gentle. The, be gentle with the Janus. <laughs> it's uh, it's. I was very surprised to find to to remind myself how rigid Chris's <laughs> Janus was. There's one we didn't get to yet. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. So, how many? All right. Give it back to Chris. <laughs> how many miles? Yeah. Honest, honest question. Now, how many miles was it from the the dealership to home? Uh, 220 plus, about 227. So you got to know the bike pretty well then, huh? And that was on the way or did you take back roads? Yeah, well, we took route 20 through Indiana and it kind of angles up toward Toledo. And as we're going through, I missed the turn down, uh, by 475, taking 20 down. So unfortunately, I was on 127 that got me out to Route 2, Yeah, which isn't too bad through Oregon, except you're out on two-lane road in Route 2, and I'm hoping that there's no deer that are going to jump across mm -hmm. the road. So I had my brother leading, and I was behind him. But then two turns into a 
four-lane highway, two lanes west and two lanes east. So I was out ahead of him, and he was blocking from behind because people are ripping and tearing past me, trying to get home to their Jane, uh, get home to their dinner. And um, so you know, it 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 ran all right. Tearing uh, your Janus? How's that? They were trying to rip and tear your Janus. There's something to that effect. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, I mean, you know, you know, there's nothing worse than getting accidentally rear-ended in your Janus. <laughs> I'd hate having somebody run right up my Janus. Okay. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> Feel free. Let it all out. Let it. You know. Just, no, just it loose. just won't ever stop. It's it's in the room. Just loosen your belt. And let it go. <laughs> It'll never stop. It's just going to go on forever. We played the stupid anal RV game so long that we came up with the anal motorcycle game. Nope. <laughs> so anyhow, it, 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 it ran great. Um, you know, two gallon tanks. So I was getting about, I don't know, 58, 60 miles a gallon. And, um, sure. you know, I, I could maybe get it up to 62, 64 miles an hour. Um, on route two, um, when I was coming back from Oberlin the other day, I actually got it up close to 70, which surprised me, but I had a little bit of a, a tailwind and, mm -hmm. uh, so, um, it's, it's, it's fun. Uh, gets a lot of looks. Um, is it comfortable? Can like you probably get that, that trip home? Were you, were you happy that you like at that point where you probably like, stoked? Like, yeah, okay. This bike is cool. Well, it, you know, is it comfortable compared to what? So, you know, uh, that, that concourse for me. Part of the problem was my legs are up, my feet are up so high that, that my knees tend to cramp and my, uh, and, and my hips cramp. So what surprised me the first time I rode this bike is the foot pegs are low enough that my knees are lower than my hips and it's a hell of a lot more comfortable than that, than that concourse. Is, um, this, is this the first bike that doesn't need a lower set of pegs? <laughs> well... It I'm is, sure they can find a lower set of pegs for really, you. I mean, it's strange because when you look at that thing, it looks like one of those 1920s board trackers. It looks like one of those 1920s motorcycles where you'd have handlebars that are three feet long and you've got this incredibly long chassis. But when you're sitting on it riding it, um, Chris is really tall and I'm tall guy. Like we're, we're both on the taller side of the spectrum. That bike would you'd have a hard time riding that bike if you were five foot four. Um, simply put, it's remarkably cut for big dudes. Um, I didn't find there was anything about that bike that was crowding. Um, in fact, lock to lock, I can barely reach the handlebars. I can barely reach the grip when I go hard lock left or hard lock hard lock right. So, so they're kind of. That's not surprising though. That guy that makes the Janus was a big guy, wasn't big he? Dude. Yeah. How did you find that that leading edge uh, front suspension or whatever you call that? What do you call that suspension? Leading link. Leading link. How how did that work out for you? Is it pretty stable and smooth? Well, you know it it was a very comfortable ride, and uh, you know I never had to slam on the brakes for anything. So um, I've I've been very satisfied, you know, with with the way it runs and. I've taken it out and, you know, hit the front brakes and it, it just kind of, you know, settles in. So it doesn't dive. And I guess that's the idea mm -hmm. behind that leading link, mm -hmm. uh, uh, front end. And as Phil was saying, I was surprised really how comfortable those handlebars are because they're, 
they're far enough apart. I mean, I, I've got, I got gibbon like long arms and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that, that was a very comfortable, uh, setup as far as the handlebars going back. And then as stupid as, as it sounds, um, you know, I got, I got big monkey fingers too. And the, um, the handle grips, uh, the, the hand grips are a little bit bigger. So, um, that was even more comfortable for me. I, I can't see cause your head's there, but is it a rigid and is this the suspension of the seat or what is this rear suspension? It's definitely a rigid. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, like, I like the, uh, the little, uh, the poop shooters on the end of your exhaust. That's awesome. The little fishtail? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, that was one of the things that, that the, uh, the original purchaser had put on. So there's highway bars, there's that fishtail, there's the brushed um, exhaust, there's the bags, there's a... Uh, what is IM367? Uh, what does that stand for? That stands for JM, Janus Motors. Oh, okay. Motorcycles. And 367 mm -hmm. is the number 367th bike built. So that's their build number. Oh, that's oh, awesome. Cool. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So that's actually, actually, you can buy without that, that front uh, pedestrian cutter. Um, there's a, uh, a little lip over the front uh, uh, headlight. That's yeah, extra. That. Uh, you know, there's, as I said, the, uh, the little book rack on the, on the back is extra. So, and, and actually, I don't know who I told, but there was a, uh, a basket. A picnic uh, on, basket. Yeah, a picnic basket, kind of like a longer burger basket with yeah. a cloth interior. Yeah. And uh, so mm -hmm. when I was talking to the, to the folks here, I said, well, I don't have any interest in the, in the basket. And the basket's a $160 add-on. So I said, uh, how about you guys take that back and uh, give me the upgraded seat? Well, they didn't have an upgraded seat. Surprisingly enough, they don't have them on the shelf. Mm -hmm. You got you, you got to order it. So they just they gotta get, get those. They got to get the Amish guys to beat a horse dead, and then you know make your seat. Well, those Amish guys made um, they they make all the leather work. Yeah. So the saddlebags, the uh, the cover for the battery, the seat. That's all. That's all made by a saddle harness maker um, over there near Goshen, Indiana. So and the, that's the leather work on this thing, like the leather work on this bike is fantastic. It's way super good. Um, and I didn't, I thought the seat was fantastic. I don't know if I would change the seat. I think the seat felt great. Um, so what's the upgrade on the seat? Is it the color? Is it the, there's, there's, there's two ass pads. Um, mm -hmm. so if, if you look at it, you can see a, a raised part on the left and right where your cheek would be. I mean, it your, is, your ass bone. All jokes aside about the name, it is a really nice looking bike, Chris. I think yeah. you did yourself really well. It looks really nice. Well, thanks. Yeah. If you guys, um, Chris is going to store it with us over the winter if he decides to ever stop riding it. <laughs> and um, I want to put it in the front window of my shop. I'd like you guys to really take a look at it. The, mm -hmm. the welds, uh, the stainless steel work, a lot of the attention to detail on this thing is fantastic. Um, really, I'm, I'm not joking at all. It's a beautiful machine. The, the weird thing is, the only thing that I could say to the negative about this, and it's not even necessarily to the negative, um, is it's the, the name. motor. 
no, I held in the name. The name will provide years of joy. Um, <laughs> but so it's a you know a, a, a beauty, a bonnie, a joy for all to behold. But the we're gonna name, have a lot of fun with your Janus. I mean, there's just gonna be constant fun with Janus fun. <laughs> I think I think I think your Janus needs to visit the Hansa house quite a bit. I think that's yeah. gonna be the ultimate beer growler take home machine in the history. So, Bikes. So, Phil, what's the one take back, you think? Well, I think that, so the motor itself, obviously. So the motor is what they needed. They needed a, a way to get this thing from point A to point B. So in order to go from point A to point B, you need a motor. And it just so happens in today's day and age, that motor came from Japan. Had the motor that's on there come from anywhere else <laughs> in the world... Anywhere. It doesn't matter. I mean, if it would have come from Austria, if it would have come from Germany or Slovenia, anywhere, and people wouldn't be looking at this thing so fucking hard. People wouldn't be giving it such shit because the bike itself is fucking magic. It really you is. Said, you said it came from Japan. It didn't come from Japan. No, no. The, from the motor's from China. And it's clearly, it's a Chinese yeah. motor. It's what it is. Had the motor come from anywhere else, it'd be people be shutting up on it but well, it'd also be a twenty thousand dollar bike at that point though. i don't even know um i really don't because when you look at the craftsmanship of this machine the motor like the motor that they chose to put into it was the way that they could get from all that hard work to something you could actually ride and it really is the bike the bike is so good everywhere else. You just stop looking at the motor. And that's the weird thing about it is like you, your eye keeps going to all these other things about the bike that are fantastic that you quit looking at the motor. And it's like Wizards. Uh, when you go back and look at Wizards, W-H-I-Z-Z-E-R, when you look at Wizard bicycles that were had there were a bicycle with a motor hooked to them and then eventually they actually built a bicycle to take a wizard motor when you look at those what you see is the attention to detail and you see the creativity of making a motorized bicycle that could go probably faster than it should and this is the absolute spirit of the 20s motorcycling thing you get that look and that aesthetic and the it's funny because my only problem with it is when I look to the middle, I expect there to be some sort of a vertical piston, like a JAP motor or some other kind of like an old industrial 500 CC vertical, you know, motor with like two poppet valves on top that are probably just direct oiling out to the atmosphere. And, uh, the fact is that can't exist. So this is the motor that can exist. And that's why what's in it, you know? That being said, so say like you were at an auction or whatever and you found an old school cool V-twin or some kind of thing, would Janet right. sell you the frame set without the motor so you could put in your own motor? At, I mean, you know what? At that like, point, at that point, Sleepy, you buy the bike, you love the bike, you respect and enjoy the bike. And the first time you decide to get a wild hair up your ass to like take the Joe Casola school of working on antique motorcycle engines, then you find yourself a cool old 500cc lump and you put it in there because, but the way it is right now isn't wrong. It's going to, it's the easy way out to make fun of the Chinese part of it. Right. And that is the easy way out because there's a lot going on with that bike that is not, that is way more interesting than the motor, you know? Well, it could go the way of um, like what Victory did. Mm -hmm. And like right now this motor is kind of squared off. Mm -hmm. And if they just rounded it, like rounded the cooling fins. That's true. 
on the cylinder and the, like if they just rounded it up a little bit it would look more classic than it does with the like the square motor that's what i mean victory did that with all their bikes the first you know the v92s had those like really ugly cylinder those squared off cylinders and then they they moved along and they they rounded them off and they looked like the later years they looked way better it's sure. not, i'm not saying that i think it looks bad they don't but I think that they could make it look more classic, look more antique. So what does a can of patina go for these days? <laughs> well, I was going to say, you know, I might be will I might want to take that uh, valve cover off and take the paint off of it and polish it or do something like that. There might be a few little yeah. things you could do. The other thing is a, a little chrome cover here or, an embellishment there kind of adds some. I mean, we did a little bit of that to when we did that one Royal Enfield bike, you know, right. just take a, find a piece. I have some chrome things right now. I have an old Harley Davidson chrome battery box and uh, some other shit. You cut a little something here and put a cover here and there and kind of hide, not, you know, kind of hides the Chinese motor and make pretty it up a little bit. You want to come, you want to come in just short of steampunk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, Good, good. So we got to put some copper oil lines on it. <laughs> that, go, that go nowhere? <laughs> hey, look, you can actually, I mean, that bike could have an oil cooler. I don't know if it's oil cooled already, but uh, usually with those lower cases, you can tap into the oil circuit with a fitting, and you can make a little yep. uh, a funky oil cooler for it, which would actually yep. give it, you know, help cool it if you're at on the highway going 70 mile an hour. That's right. Yeah. Not the worst thing. Nope. So, did any of you guys see Toy Story 4 because you have yes. children or not or anything? I didn't see Toy Story 4, but I, I did watch the parts in question only for the um, Super Dave Osborne motorcycle yeah. stunts. Yeah. So, this dude, so you guys seeing this? This guy here? Yeah. His name is like Captain Kaboom or something like that or mm -hmm. Chuck Kaboom or something. Evil Knievel's son, Kelly, is suing Pixar and Disney because they're like, you used my father's thing and made him Canadian and you didn't pay us. <laughs> I got a question for you. Um, so Evil Knievel's son that, that I was aware of was Bobby Knievel. And uh, Bobby Knievel is a, an amazing stunt rider. In fact, his prowess on a motorcycle far outclipses his old man whose entire lifestyle was basically strap me to whatever motorcycle you're going to give me and off I fuck um, and don't plan for the landing just be there for the drinks afterward the uh, but just have well, an ambulance waiting I was not aware of Kelly Knievel I was aware of Bobby Knievel and his you know doing what the old man did but I wasn't aware of Kelly Knievel at all so that's news to me I didn't I, I was not aware of this Kelly Knievel. Me neither. And this Apparently, is the baby batter got spread around pretty far. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, he was America's greatest stuntman. So. <laughs> he was born in 1960, and he's a producer and actor known for Stuntman 2008 and The Evil Knievel Way 220 and Storyville 97. Oh. So he's been okay. married to Shelley Knievel since November of 2002. Okay. But is All he right. a brother-in-law? I don't know. I, I haven't figured that out yet. But yeah, yeah, I'm not, yeah, I'm not familiar with who he is. But but it yeah. is interesting though that a company like Disney and Pixar goes and basically rips off a dude's persona, puts a Canadian like Super Dave tag on him, but like mm -hmm. you know, 
makes him a toy and everything. Super Dave, forget about that one. Jeez. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I that's just well, one somebody's of got a lawsuit, whether it be evil can evil or Super Dave, right. one way or another. Yeah, that to me, um, that to me looks just like. So you said, what year was Kelly Knievel born in? Nineteen sixty. Sixty. So two years after him was Robbie uh, Robert Knievel, and you know he's 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 very much like his old man. He's been arrested for DUI and fleeing, eluding the cops. You know, I'm not I'm not a stranger to a punch fight if he could get himself in one. Yep. The uh, so Kelly Knievel is clearly the less. Um, <clears throat> the less well-known of the Knievel clan, as it were. So, yeah, I looked at that, and that is definitely, as we all well know, that's definitely an evil Knievel stunt cycle that Mr. Kaboom is riding. Right, and he's uh, definitely a real, like, he was born before Robbie. And, yeah. Uh, you know, yeah, I mean, like, he kind of envied his 22-year-old, uh, when, when his brother Robbie was 22, he kind of envied him for taking up the stunt riding because he was yeah. not a stunt rider. Right, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, I remember one time I went I went to some event where Bobby Knievel was performing a jump and several stunts. And what I will tell you is Bobby Knievel was very, was wicked good on a motorcycle, to use our Boston friends' phrase. He was amazing. I mean, the guy was a straight up legit um, of that same caliber of the younger generation of the Valentino Rossi. I'm not Valentino Rossi. The uh, uh, oh heck, uh, young guy who flies through the air and does all the great shit. Uh, um. Travis Pastrana, Dr. Travis Pastrana. Yeah. Yeah. So Travis Pastrana, you know, and all those guys from the, uh, from that world are well beyond where anything was happening in the seventies and eighties. So yeah, it's uh that's something. So that, that their, that their toy and toy story, it's hard to overlook the obvious. Right. But that's where we are. People just yeah. take whoever and do whatever, and if they can get away with it, they'll do it. Yeah. So if I say BSA to you, what comes to mind? Birmingham Small Arms. And what else? Broken down. 97,000 uh, sex complaints from people who got touched by their scoutmaster. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, got to be honest with you. <clears throat> Chrome gas tanks. <laughs> What if I said that BSA was no longer a motorcycle company, but they're going to make motorcycle batteries now? Uh -huh. Now, when I said Birmingham Small Arms, that's what I'm talking about is BSA. That's BSA Motorcycles, Birmingham. And I don't, and I, I don't think BSA should be anybody doing anything with electricity. <laughs> Do they still make guns? Yeah, really? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. That's like Royal Enfield. You know, does, you know, mm -hmm. is there, is there somebody out there slapping the Royal Enfield name on the side of something that goes boom? Guess if you can guess who probably bought BSA and where they're moving it and what their plans are. If you had to guess where it might be in the world, where would they move it? China. India. Ha ha. Who India. said that? Yeah. India. So BSA. BSA is, is, is moving to India tentatively and they might become an electric motorcycle brand. So, okay. Oh, oh my um, God. At this point, if you are British at all, <laughs> you have got to be tired of the retroactive dicks that you're getting from your former empire. <laughs> yeah. Right? I mean, at this point, is there any part of Britain's former empire that isn't like, you know, 
we should fuck somebody on this deal. Who should we fuck? Well, the British fucked us for a long time. So. Right. Okay, Next thing you know, you're going to find out that Guinness is being made in India. With <laughs> <laughs> well, that Guinness has come out with a small line of motor scooters. So there's a small line of electric motor scooters that that literally are called the Guinness, and they have a little refrigerator on board that barely works. But they do have lane keeping technology. So when you're hammered, you just get on it, and it just keeps you straight to the pub, and you're good. Yeah, that's. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. So BSA, I wonder if they're going to use all the old, like the old iconography of like cannons and guns and shit um, and muskets like set up in a, you know, in a ready stance to well, be. Here, here's the thing. So well, you can bet they will. They'll, they'll hammer that to death. That'll be all over it. It'll look, be, man. Oh, oh, you know, the gold star, you know, the gold star will be everywhere. <laughs> It'll be a badge in Inferno. It'll be the first thing. It'll be like, okay, so you'd like to get a, so you'd like to get a BSA scooter. So would you like the Royal Star or the Gold Star? I le- I left out an important feature in this. Okay, Mahindra owns BSA now. Oh, of course they do. <laughs> so they're doing that, and then they 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 they, they want to move toward electric motorcycles, but they actually want to set up a shop in the UK, and Mahindra is going to run it. <laughs> <laughs> So it's like, yes, hello, a couple of square pegs in a hole, like the whole fucking thing. Oh, I think the next thing that happens is they take, sh- over, they take over the Mr. Bean franchise. <laughs> so they sold ride. alongside agricultural implements. Right. If your motorcycle, hey, you know, maybe John Deere should get into motorcycles. There'll be a whole, there'll be a whole Punjab version of Wallace and Gromit. Ooh, <laughs> no, dude. I I hope motor's gonna I hope a, motor's gonna be a hit miss diesel. Oh boy! <laughs> <laughs> well, it's gonna be a generator. If it's anything, <laughs> yeah. I hope they're very successful. Yeah, as funny as this is. No, it's true, and I do feel that way. I mean, um, as a person who. You know, we joke all the time about we are Americans and we will let you know the second we open our fucking mouths. I do feel good for the for the folks of India taking BSA. (laughs) Just like they took Jaguar and just like they took Rolls Royce and just like they took Land Rover. (laughs) Well, and and speaking of England, Norton's back. Norton's going to release the uh, what is it? The B. uh, What the fuck is it called here? The 180cc oh, single cylinder. The speed 200 horsepower, 130 oh. newton meters of torque, uh, 1200cc uh, motor or cycle will be out this year. Is that made in a castle? Martin has been the phoenix of motorcycles. I mean, it has burnt to the ground and risen so many times. There have been so many tales of new Nortons, new Nortons. And they've, I mean, they've made it into production, I guess, on a couple of rounds. But here we go again. This it's almost like we were taking before. a lesson from Indian. You know? Well, they're it's saying a- that TVS turned it around so quick that the Norton thing is a no-brainer. Yeah. I didn't know TVS did anything new. So that's interesting to me. What, what's TVS? The car company. Like, you know. No, that's TVR, isn't it? Is it R? Yeah, R. That's what I'm saying. TVR. Oh, okay. Gotcha. But that's a, that's, isn't, I, I, mean, I also think. Okay. There's a lot of that makes more sense. There too. There's a lot of, a lot of hammer and sickle money there. Um, 
Was, yeah. that, was that Chris Smith just going into his Janus? I just saw that. He just disappeared into his Janus. <laughs> when you stick your head into your own Janus, you're doing pretty well, man. And for my next trick, I'll enter my there own Janus. Oh, my God. <laughs> he doesn't What's know. Better wife. <laughs> better wife. Oh my God. Smith, how did you just emerge out of your anus? <laughs> he literally just magically appeared out of his own anus. <laughs> He's got nothing. He's sitting there uh, smiling. <laughs> uh, he knows if he, if he stays quiet, we'll go away. Yeah. He knows better. <laughs> no. yeah. Oh, so in motorcycle news. Yeah. In motorcycle news, it's official. Um, the Isle of Man will not run in 2021. Yeah, I saw yeah. that. What so do you think the island is going to do? Like, what are they doing? It's two years of they're no... They're going to suffer. Well, I can tell you what they're not going to do. They're not going to be in the hospital with a tube down their lungs for fucking COVID. Right. Um, that's what they're going to do, is they're going to not get COVID. Um, it is very funny to be on the forums and watch the, the contrast between, this is bullshit. I demand that there's going to be an Isle of Man. This is just phase one of them phasing out the Isle of Man. They've been trying to make it go away for years, and this is how they're going to do it. Meanwhile, the people who actually live on the island, who, who wake up there in the morning and go to their job there and then go there at night, they're like, no. We would rather not have a bunch of you assholes come here yeah. trying to spread your DNA all over our sacred, you know, beautiful fucking country. But that's that's so amazing that there's such a different mindset. So, like, you have people here that are like, you know, they have a bar or they have whatever, and they're freaking out about this. But that's an island where their whole income comes from, like, a month. And they're like, mm-hmm. no, we're not doing it. Like, and everybody, like, obviously, most people had to be behind it to make that happen. So like, well, in Sturgis, the, the city council and the people who own businesses and stuff in Sturgis said, we'd rather not do this. Yeah, um, yeah. We think that it's too dangerous. We think that it's too risky. And you know what happened? One out of 800 people are dead now. Yeah. Well, they, yeah, that was what I just read it. In, in North Dakota, yeah. they, they are one out of 800 people are dying. And they were talking about people on their deathbeds sucking their last breath denying that they have COVID. It's not COVID. I just have a bad cold. I'm not really sick. Okay. Yeah. But I mean, well, that's North Dakota and we're talking about Sturgis is in South Dakota, but Sturgis, the, the people who went to Sturgis all took it home with them. You know, it's the yeah, Florida yeah. con it's the Florida concept. If the Mickey wind blows AIDS, everyone gets AIDS, you know? So um, it's Mickey. I mean, whether or not you stay and go to Mickey's hospital or Mickey gives your family the disease, Mickey's still the origin of the disease. Um, so it's, it's a very tough thing. Uh, but looking at the motorcycle events for next year, you know, we're all sitting here going, okay, well, that's a late May, early June event that British people who are being careful uh, have decided not to have. And we're, of course, sitting here worried about AMA Vintage Days for us. You know, that's on our personal radio. I had to make my, vaca- I had to make my vacation picks yesterday. And I was like, oh, well, I wonder what week uh, mid-Ohio could possibly be. So I took, like, every Friday in July off just in case. <laughs> but that's optimistic, I think. <laughs> so I'm going to take all the Fridays off in July, August, September, and October. That seems fair. Yeah. 
But it is a tough, I mean, it's obviously, we're all very concerned about it. It's a big deal for us. But I thought it was, it's a much bigger deal for the people who live at the Isle of Man. Um, so that's a. That's I can a, actually do that this year. I can take off every Friday for like a few months. <laughs> I have four weeks of vacation. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, so Phil, and remember how, ba- how bad they felt for us? It was like, oh, man, that's the worst one ever. It's like, that was the last one. <laughs> exactly. So it's like when we were there, everybody, yeah, everybody was like, oh, you know, last year was beautiful. You should have been here last year. It was magical. It was great. They've never canceled one except for Mad Cow, you know, and this one was so bad. And then to find out that right after Oscar and I go canceled once, canceled twice. So I think I think when we were there was the 100th running of the Isle of Man. I think so, yeah. Yeah. So according to the doomsayers and according to the conspiracy theorists, this is what's going to be the end of the Isle of Man is, is this. Oh my God. You just nailed it. That's so all of COVID was yeah. designed to save all the racers from racing on the Isle of Man. You that the, all the political bullshit in the U.S. is bullshit. It's all to stop the Isle of Man. I got it. It's that's amazing. It. It makes perfect sense. Yeah. It yeah. It's did, we, did we say that, uh, Mid Ohio, they're already taking deposits for next year's vintage days. Yeah, where they haven't even issued refunds or anything for this year's. Right, they're already starting to try to sell tickets for next year. Right, really? Yeah, well, I mean, a, a race or is that just a rumor? Well, and this is a big thing about that. So, you know, the biggest thrust behind Vintage Days is that it's part of the American Motorcyclists Association. And if you're not an AMA member, you fucking should be an AMA member, one, because you ride motorcycles. Um, If you ride motorcycles like I do, sometimes they're janky and you might need somebody to drag your ass home. In which case, the money you're going to spend on your AMA membership will go to not calling me to come and pick you up or calling, you know, Steve or somebody with a truck to come and pick you up on your bike. Um, You could use your your AMA membership to get your ass home. But it's also to help things like the AMA Vintage Days and other like racing events and stuff like that keep happening. So, you know, that's, that's for us. It's like, this is the best time ever to justify spending like 30 bucks, 39 bucks and getting your membership for the AMA. Uh, Do that because then, then you've got a little skin in the game and yeah, we all had a fucking great time. It's, it's, and it will happen again, clearly. Uh, But so it sounds like the, uh, everybody who bought a weekend camp, pass for 250 bucks made a generous donation to mid ohio sports car course and the AMA. they're carrying it all over i mean okay if you want your money back ask for your money back um if you're if you run into any resistance whatsoever call your credit card company and get your money back you know, but I don't think that's going to happen. I, I, so far, everybody I've talked to, if they said boo and they wanted their money back, they got their money back. I so, mean, okay. honestly, for most yeah. of, if you can afford to leave it there, I right. mean, I've accidentally done $250 worth of damage at some part of mid Ohio during some weekend at many of the mid Ohio days. So <laughs> if I can't get that money back, that's fine with me. I'm just saying. You yeah, know? that's true. I, but if you did, I think if you want the money back, it's very, very easy to get the money back at this point. And, it, you know, we all hope that the event's going on. I'll be there if, you know, if I've had my vaccination, I'll be the one with the uh, the bandana around my head that says I've been vaxxed. 
Uh, so I can make out with whoever the fuck I want. Bring it on, you old fat man. I mean, if uh, they put it on, I'll buy scuba gear just to go. I don't care. I'll be fucking <laughs> in the tank with a mask on. I'll be there. I don't care. Yeah, I. It's it's just it's that kind of a thing. You know, there are so many events that have been postponed, postponed, and postponed at this point into infinity uh, and beyond. Yeah, this was the worst time in the world for anybody to the for the distinguished gentleman's ride to go. You know, we're not going to have it at the end of September this year, or you know, October this year. We're going to do it in May. <laughs> so it's like, no, that's leaning the wrong way. You you just leaned into that one the wrong way. You're liable to lose two events instead of just one. So I do uh, I do think that this year is going to be it'll be challenging, but let's hope we can kind of everybody can behave and and be good about it so that. The people that run to run these events don't end up with a tube down their throat. Hey, speak. So with the holiday coming up, how has the shop been? Are people coming up and sucking up all the little bikes for their kids or what's going on with that? No, dude, we're getting the high rollers, man. This is Christmas. If, if you want to know who their high roller is, look for the ribbon around the Lexus, right? Yeah. Like that's a marketing campaign. You know, the, the Lexus in the front driveway with a big red ribbon around it. That's who guys who run motorcycle shops. That's who we live for. It's the guy that called the other day and is going to pick up a brand new Vespa Sejourney. That's the six days racer edition. Oh, yeah. um, AKA the, you know, ooh, the headlight went down and the money went up, you know, and um, that's who we're, that's who we're dealing with right now are the Christmas guys, the Christmas people. It's the guys that got caught cheating on their wife last year and they're going to make up for it this year. Oh, that's funny. So busy then, huh? <laughs> well, you know, it's COVID. <laughs> it makes having I feel a side like piece. There's a little bit of people like, you know what? I think there's a little bit of like, Hey, you know what? You only live once and I might not live through the next year. So I'm going to go fucking, you know what? I've always wanted a bike. I'm getting my fucking bike. What yeah. else am I going to do with my money? I can't, you know, blow it on going to concerts or going on vacation. So I think that's still helping a little bit. I've got a lot more disposable income now that I can't go to Porco. <laughs> you know? Well, that's true. And think about hookers. They're not making any money either. No. I mean, even if it was like, even if it was like three for one or two for one, I wouldn't go. Right. Right. What are they yeah. doing? There's no I think I think the actual phrase these days is you can't give it away. Yeah. <laughs> They're probably on Twitch. And you know what? <laughs> I think the guys who didn't care were willing to go bareback on a hooker and not worry about AIDS, fucking syphilis. They're not, they're still going at it pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> probably. Good point. Yeah, well. But I guess if you have never been excited about being married, now is a pretty good time to be married. And <laughs> have, oh, you know, God, yes. Yeah. Oh, I'm being extra nice to my wife to make sure I don't accidentally fuck up and get kicked out. <laughs> <laughs> hey, speaking of being nice to my wife, thank you, thank you guys who went uh, trap shooting over the weekend. That, that was so fun, man. Yeah, so fun. But if you haven't, uh, podcast listeners, if you haven't seen it, we did put together a little. Uh, it was preemptive because the the podcast is uploading right now that actually mentions the field trip. Right. The field trip was before the podcast. But anyways, right. if you get a chance, check it out. We all had a good time. Thank you. Uh, it's so much fun. John, yeah, John organized it. Mac, Mac organized it and brought us all. It was a fucking great time. It was so fun, man. Mm -hmm. That could definitely, I mean, that's all. We did it last year, I think, right? And so maybe that'll be an annual little outing thing that we do. 
I can, I can absolutely assure you. Um, I, so I decided I paid for all the ammunition and the birds out of the Patreon account. Oh, <laughs> ah, there you go. <laughs> Thank you. Patreon <laughs> listeners. <laughs> so I thought that was a really good idea was using the Patreon money to pay for birds and ammunition. Uh, so that's why I was being very generous. If anybody wanted to burn it down, you're all more than welcome to burn it down. The problem was we picked up all those live birds out of the field and yeah, right. it was a little embarrassing how many live birds were still out in the field. A lot of those were not well, ours. So there were, I think, birds. yeah. yeah. Yeah, most of those. I don't know about that. I feel like a lot of them got away. (laughs) I was really impressed with all your guys' skill, though, man. Like John, you were killing it, and Phil, you were killing it. Uh, Dan, everything that got in the air, and Dan had a gun in his hand. Got (laughs) it was fucking. Dan is no joke. Dan's quiet, but that motherfucker kills anything that flies, dude. He'd be like in the background loading and fucking spin around and shoot whatever was in the air, and it was done. Amazing. (laughs) <laughs> like the, it's funny thing about Dan is that Dan will use whatever you hand him. Yeah. He took a bird down with my coffee mug. It's just crazy. <laughs> so good. I do have to say though, after, so I fired a couple different guns, but my favorite was Phil's automatic thing. The, the whatever that gun was with the, yeah, thing. the 1100. Yeah, dude, that gun, that is, that is the jam, man. Like, I don't know. It was just, it was so nice. It didn't hurt. <laughs> it doesn't hurt. Like it was good, man. It doesn't hurt. Um, the 11. 11- I, I have a hard, hard scab on my shoulder right now. I forgot. Oh. I apologize. I forgot to find the footage of your, your shoulder bleeding all over your say You looked like a woman that like had a, a bad flow. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Like somebody well, my fucking you. my fucking brother-in-law brought out a whole fucking bag full of high brass hand loads from yeah. 1970 diggity and he's like let's shoot these up so you know my first 50 rounds were fucking high brass fucking blow my shoulder to fuck up you know what's funny i did a time lapse right and it's in the video and you can see everybody milling around but yeah. during that time lapse john shot like 197,000. <laughs> 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 I went through all of those plus seven boxes of shells. Yeah. What's funny then, is well, that? then I was shooting doubles. So then once you start shooting doubles, it's like, holy shit, you're just fucking, it was it turned into a frenzy and I was hitting them. I'm like, holy, I'm like, boom, boom. <laughs> and then every once in a while, I try to take a crack at you guys and I'm a fucking, ah, ah. I am, I maybe got a little carried away. I am very, Sometimes you shoot better when you don't um, think about it. Right. I, I'm very confident that if the zombie apocalypse happens, we need to get together and I'm just going to hang with you guys because that was, that was good. Man. You guys are As good. long as the zombies you know, are that's how I, when, <laughs> Whenever you start shooting, like anytime I start shooting that, it always turns into, even when I was with Piper over at Bruce's house, it's always about like, okay, we're holding them off. It's a siege mentality. Right. We've got to keep going, keep going, keep load, reload, reload, go, go, go. You know what I was proud about, though? So YouTube, when you're uploading a video, it's, it asks, like, what your content is and if it can be monetized and stuff like that. And so I was up there, and I was like, oh, shit, I wonder if this can be monetized. And it's like, are you using guns and res- or are you using firearms in a responsible manner? And I was like, yeah, we did. We are we're <laughs> responsible. Holy shit, we're responsible Perfect. gun users. Steve, Steve, I'd like to remind you that since 1900, <clears throat> that's an Olympic sport. That's true. Right. Yeah, 100%. And, 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 and nobody, you know, 
like like if in filming you don't want to break the 180 degree rule right like right. you want to keep all cameras this way right? right i think that's more important with firearms <laughs> generally but we yeah, did that we did really well we kept the wall at 180 degrees that way and it was good yeah so it was good. i'm impressed that you were able to send a drone down range and it didn't get taken out i know for a fact the grumpy sewer guy wanted to fucking take a shot at that bad boy i did too i'm like oh, oh. i have i have hold on one second that was uh, now now for i mean for what it's worth that drone would have been the easiest thing to hit that we shot all day because <laughs> given that you we were using your trap thrower <laughs> holy shit jesus this Christ. is our next target because this That's... thing is fucking useless so next oh, time you're shooting i'm bringing this motherfucker and you're shooting no uh, see i see that there's gotta be something we that. could do with that See, I see that as something that can carry a string of pigeons up and dance in front of it. It'll, it'll, it'll carry the pigeons out there. and We'll shoot them underneath it. We won't take it down. We'll use it I as a plank. That thing he just pulled out is big enough to deliver cocktails at Middle oh, Ohio. Yeah. I'll, I'll carry it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, so maybe we won't shoot that. But, yeah, John, we'll hang shit off of it, and I'll fly that fucker, and you guys shoot it because I don't That's care. Incredible! No, we're doing that. That's yeah. fucking on. A hundred percent. Extra on. footage for the Patreons. There you go. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Extra content. It was a blast. I mean, I really, really enjoyed it. Um, I was Merritt came out and Merritt was having a blast. She was enjoying it. Your wife killed all kinds of shit. You're what? Don't ever piss your wife off, dude. Holy shit, she's a. Well, good that was the first time she's ever held a shotgun. Oh, really? Yeah. She did awesome, man. Yeah, she did great. I'm, really to I, I'm sorry for punking on her. I was just treating her like the new guy. Uh, I, to, I just remember, you know, my dad always wanted to sh cut somebody's shirt collar off if they didn't get a deer. Imagine in my house, my old man running down the street chasing my brother with a fucking buck knife. I'm gonna, you didn't get a deer. I'm cutting your fucking collar off. Your shirt, you lose your shirt tail if you don't get a deer. Well, she she like, did how great. How the cops never got called on that fucking situation? Well, I'll tell you how good she did, and how what an impact it made was the. Uh, we're on the hunt for we're on the hunt for a uh, junior a junior twelve gauge for her. So you know that's that's fucking awesome. I'm I couldn't be happier that she's decided that you know that it's time to get her a gun because I'm six foot one with an orangutan like wingspan and my 1187 is not a small gun i mean that's a that's a you know a big piece of equipment and so we're gonna find her uh we're gonna find her a proper 12 gauge nick you're a dick i'm trying to unmute you and you keep muting yourself <laughs> so she doesn't want to stare down the barrel of your big piece of equipment anymore she'd like to get something more manageable Something more manageable, uh, something more, you know, as we, as we dare say, more human sized. So, so, yeah. so we, we all took turns throwing birds and, mm -hmm. and, and John was stomping on and his, his, his brother-in-law was stomping on shit. But Phil, you said that when you got first got there, there were some like Armenian dudes or something with like, no, they were Turkish. Turkish. So, um, yeah, there were Turkish fellows there and they had a, uh, I believe, God, I'm going to have to remember that. I'm going to drag up the name, but it was like an Amsport or something like that. But it's a AK-47 based uh, 12 gauge. So it uses the all of the mechanical operations that one would find in an AK-47, in a Kalashnikov, you know. Uh, Wouldn't that be like a saga? Yeah, well, that's what I thought it was. At first, I thought it was a saga too, but it's not. This is like the sagas 
less expensive brother. Let's put it that way. I mean, I think oh. that maybe $400 were spent on this particular um, gas operated semi-automatic shotgun. Well, what's funny is, you know, a regular magazine off an AK-47 is about, you know, uh, you know, 12 inches long. And uh, the problem with this is this is firing 12 gauge shells. So its magazine is like three feet long. It's comical. It's like, it's like novelty joke land uh, shotgun. And it is. And these guys were there and they had brought a proper electric trap, like a really fancy battery operated trap. And all the kids came out, three or four vehicles full of people. They were having a great time when we got there. But it was funny because some birds would go up and you'd hear bang, 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 bang. So like 20 rounds on two birds. And it still fell to the ground and we picked uh, a few of them <laughs> did survive unharmed but you know we were not here to criticize other shooters techniques the uh but the funny thing was yeah the guy had a what looked like an ak-47 but he was absolutely firing 12 gauge shells yep. so, a freaking well, flat cannon yeah one of the things <laughs> that, that was a flat cannon <laughs> somebody had told me about you know the vietnam era modification was to take the end of your or magazine tube off and yeah. connect a large flexible piece of hose onto that with an ex a long spring. What? So that you could just keep racking shells and it would hang off the end. They would mount them on tanks and it would just, you could put like 50 rounds of buckshot into a shotgun and just be like, boom, 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 Get boom, 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 boom. Yeah. That's and they amazing. actually, they make extended mag tubes that'll hold like an extra six or seven rounds on top of the, four or five rounds or if you have a persuader like i have right that's seven in the seven in the magazine one in the chamber you can hold eight rounds man that is that's crazy and i mean for for what it's worth it's completely unnecessary i mean it is but my point is you don't have to go out and buy a fancy uh cheap russian or whatever knockoff just put a real long mag tube on your gun with an extra heavy <laughs> spring and you could probably get about a 20 round capacity yeah the biggest thing that i could tell from these guys was that they were suffering a lot of stoppages is the military term they were getting a whole lot of a whole lot of failure to feed and uh and you know that makes it no fun so when you're when you're in that situation it's you know it's just not the not the greatest day out when you're sitting there trying to cycle something all day long because you know well, anytime you're shooting a semi it really matters how the uh the shell blows out right my well, beretta if you shoot that, like some rounds then like going through it because after you shoot the gun, shoot the shell, it's longer because it, the end of the, the shell, you know, after the wad and everything comes out, it gets longer and it was catching on the ejection port. So a lot of it depends on what type of shotgun shells you're using. Oh, well, yeah, and that's exactly it. And, you know, it's as dumb as the thing. It's, you know, why would you need a magazine-fed 12-gauge shotgun? It, it makes no fucking sense other than just to have this ridiculously heavy, unwieldy thing. And, I mean, Kalashnikov, the company Kalashnikov actually no, does make No, of course not. It. I would want a drum-fed shotgun. <laughs> I, like, I like how John was really worried about all the shells. And so everybody picked up all the shells and put them in boxes. And, like, and, and, and um, Phil, you were like, no, people come and pick them up. And John's yeah. like, sure, because I don't want to leave them here. And we were having a beer in the parking lot. And the next thing you know, a dude shows up and comes back with like all the shells. Like he picked them all up and left. It was great. It's like, hey, cycling at its best, you know. You know I'm As glad, a, you know, I just, you know, I like to tread lightly and I don't, oh, no, it's great. They, don't, 
they don't provide a fucking garbage no. can out there, but I still, don't. I don't want to leave any more mess than I came with. Right, no, but but I'm glad that they came and picked those up. And they'll get recycled. No, it was great because it was just like proof and concept. Like, you know what I mean? Like you didn't have to trust, like you didn't have to trust the concept. Like it literally took place in front of us as we were leaving. Like it was like, because you, you literally said, are you sure they're going to pick them up? And Phil's like, yeah, no, somebody will be come pick them up. And we're sitting there and the dude comes and goes and picks them all up and wheels them into his car and leaves. I like how fast that I'm guy sure was. That like, dude lives with earshot. Yeah. 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 I'm well, sure he, he heard, he heard all the boom, boom, booms. It was like, I have to go to the field now. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, I'm sure he goes there every Sunday afternoon and picks up thousands of empties yep. and then goes and makes thousands of 12-gauge shells that he probably has fun selling and burning up. Yeah. Right. To our credit, we, we made it easy for him because everybody picked up most of them and put them in boxes, so all he had to yeah. do was pick up boxes, so it was cool. So um, as you guys can tell from my background, um, right there, yep. so that's that. Yeah. So that's uh, that's uh, Hugh uh, Hugh Keysburn. Um, you you may know him as Toe Cutter from Mad Max. Um, if not, you may know him as Immortem Joe from Fury Road. Um, he passed today at the ripe old age of seventy two. Um, he's uh, when you posted that, it blew my fucking mind. I had no idea it was the same dude. No idea. Yeah, he's been. He was so in Farscape cool. too. So if you're a sci fi nerd and you like Farscape. Mm -hmm. um, he played, uh, he was in a few episodes of Farscape, um, but he, it uh, turns out, you know, not only was he the leader of the, you know, the outlaws of the wasteland running around in their KZ 1000s and KZ 900s, um, during the filming of Mad Max, which is a great story in itself mm -hmm. of where motorcycle enthusiasm and movies get together. Um, all the, f like the fakery and the sleight of hand and, and like, okay, well, we don't, there's no CGI, so everything has to be practical. And so we got to put like the fake front end on an 18 wheeler so somebody can ride into it because there are, the 18 wheeler was rented, you know? Yeah, right, so right. they couldn't actually total out the rented, the, the, our, the 18 wheeler. So they put a big sheet of plywood on the front of it and painted the 18 wheeler on the front of the 18 wheeler, like a Wiley e. Coyote thing. Mm -hmm. So like George Martin did so many cool things in the filming of that. Um, but so it turns out that our friend Toe Cutter, um, he was actually a good guy. So he was a good guy. Everybody that's ever worked with him loved him and thought he was a legit dude. And, but he also like took care of people. So, you know, he invited people who were hard on their luck to live with them, to live with him. Wow. You know, he was back and we talked about the age of uh, uh, the empire. You know, he was born in India. So, you know, he was, he was actually born in India and has, you know, has just been a good dude his whole life. And I think that's consistent with anybody that's ever worked with him was that he was a stand-up cat, um, did all of his own motorcycle riding and stuff. So how old was really, he when he went out? What's that? How old was he when he went out? 72. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And still, uh, still an active guy. So, you know, uh, look him up, it, it t spend a minute, you know, his name is Hugh keys and the keys is spelled completely wrong. It's K E A Y S hyphen burn B Y R N E. So they couldn't have made it any harder to spell, but if you type in toe cutter actor, um, he's been in stone, like he was in stone. He was in a bunch of other stuff, but the guy, uh, you know, well, for the young kid, he was the guy wearing the mask in the double-decker, super cool thing in Madden, the new yeah. Mad Max, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, yeah, he's Immortan Joe. So, yeah. you know, he's Immortan Joe. A picture. Yeah. Okay. And, oh. you know, Sleepy, if you want to pull him up, just for the heck of it. Um, 
you know, I'm, uh, I've kind of grown up with that. I grew up with Mad Max and the Road Warrior and stuff. And uh, that's a big part of my childhood growing up. And uh, it's a big part of who I was. And I have a TV right over here with the, v- I have a TV right over here with the v- VHS and it, Mad Max permanently lives in it. Yeah, exactly. Look at this guy. That's him in normal life right here. Yeah, that's the dude. And so, here's you know, that's you. And here's him in the new movie. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's just a, it's a great thing that he was be able to be in the first one and in the last one. So 73, 73 years old. So, but just a legit dude. I mean, look at his jacket with all the, you know, the badges from the motorcycle oh, rallies. And, he's got a scooter too, man. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, he's a legit, he's a legit dude. And, I need uh, some of those spray on abs. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, just strap that on, John. And you can have giant, giant girthy abs. Yeah. Think about how cool that was. Like, like this thing about this for a minute. Like, what kind of universal lining of shit do you need to be in? Like the first Mad Max movie, that's like a groundbreaking, awesome movie. Yeah. And then, like, how many years? Like thirty years later, be yeah. in the fucking the second one, and like still have an awesome role in that one too. That's so rare. It's ridiculous, man. Yeah, and I mean, when you think about his part, when you think about what he did in the film, uh, you know, it, it was a character that was just. Uh, it, it was frightening. I mean, I remember as a young kid when I watched the first movie that like that dude was clearly, he was mental, but he was in charge of all the other asylum lunatics. He is, somehow, truly, he is truly shiny and in Valhalla. Yeah, and that, and that's an interesting thing. And and for every kid, I mean, look at all those Kawasaki's. Yeah. Like that's so cool, you know? Um like everything about that movie and if you're just if you're a guy who likes sticking metal to other metal using heat to do it, you just love Mad Max. I mean, the whole idea of just let's just weld this to that and go for it. Um you know, that movie's not a tribute to acting. That movie's a tribute to welding, you know? So, yeah, more power to him. I, I absolutely love it. And, you know, thanks for, you know, that's an actor that was fantastic, you know. And, and by the way, here's a, you. That's all I have a dose. Yeah, that's a hard dude right there. And, you know, it took COVID, you know. Um, you know, 2020 got that guy. And uh, that's, a, that's saying something. That's so, how powerful 2020 is. Well, 2020 also took out, and I'm trying to find something. This is really hard to find, but there's an Australian film that features probably 2,000 KZ-1000s called Stone. You guys Stone. all Stone. So he was in Stone. Yep, and the director yep. of Stone also died just, yep. just like this couple weeks ago. So like if, you, if <laughs> you're a motorcycle enthusiast and you haven't seen the movie Stone, look See it Stone. up. It is, Watch Stone. Yeah, the That's funeral scene has probably, what, one-third of the of, uh, world's KZ-1000? I think it literally, I think that they spent all of Kawasaki's budget that year. Yeah. <laughs> that was it. So anybody, can say, anybody see what I'm holding up? Can anybody oh. read the label? Nut liquor. That's right, it's called nut liquor. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so, uh, so from now on, you guys know that you can officially call me not liquor. Not liquor. Good so. idea. And the cool part is, is the whole top of the bottle is not there because of whatever you. Yeah, there it right. is. Yeah, there we go. Right. It looks <laughs> like you just. Like, it was looks like you were tossing off to nothing a second ago. It was beautiful. Well done. Oh, that's good. 
Oh, that's too sweet. It's it's terribly sweet. It's basically like somebody took the important part of a Reese's cup and made it boozy. Um, well done. We have to figure out the right way to use this. So I have a feeling that we're going to use some kind of coffee liqueur mm-hmm. with this, and that'll be perfect. But oh, it, it, use the um, the uh, tequila uh, XXO Cafe or whatever. What is cafe? It? Oh, right, yeah. that'd be a good idea. Hey, the, can text uh, fucking Hoff and see if he's alive? I think bone dropped off. dead. I think he's laying on the floor, and the phone's pointing up at the ceiling. Sure, guy, come back. Do not go into the light. Do not go into the infrared heater. He's showing the tunnel right now. He is. That's that's all we're seeing right now is the the tunnel of of all God's children must go into the light. The oh. I don't. Uh, <laughs> Oscar, oh, Oscar's got the comic book Z's. Yeah. And uh, in other completely nothing to do with our podcast news, but this is a fun, this is a fun fact. I've had a Yamaha FJR 600. What's that, John? Are you calling him? All right. He's calling Steve. I was trying to call Steve. Yeah. Um, So can you imagine a motorcycle that was dropped off to the shop to be worked on? And in the time that it's been in our shop to be worked on and has been worked on and has been completed, it has changed owners twice. Wow. Well done. Yeah. yeah that's, that's something I've got to say 20 years in business and that's never happened before. Um, so yeah, it's a, a late eighties, early nineties FJ, you know, 600 four cylinder sport bike. Um, who's who's going to pay for the bill though? It's the oh, silver and red yeah. one. That's the funny part. They're fighting over it right now. He's waking up. He's waking up. Oh, there you <laughs> We woke him up. You know, it's a, it's a pretty oh, bad sign in your podcast when you got to call people who are actively participating in it and tell them to wake the fuck up. Well, it's, <laughs> Steve always is this guy. That's his job. Dan might be dead, too. We lost two. We're down three. No, Chris Smith died. Chris Smith is gone. He's gone. Dan's right. dead. Dan said, and Steve is, well, he's alive, but I think he had a stroke. So between the three of them, we're doing well. I wake up at four o'clock in the morning. So <laughs> not my fault. Yeah, right. No, it's not, it's <laughs> not my fault. fault so <laughs> yeah, I woke up at four today as well. Yeah. Yeah. I opened my shop at the crack of 11. <laughs> <laughs> There's better lives out there. You just have to be willing to earn less money. And Smith uh, got his motorcycle at the crack of uh, something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here comes Dan. Yep, yep. Oh, Dan's back. Oh, Dan's back. Dan's, Dan's not alive. Back. All right. Dan, so because Dan we're going late. So because we're going into the winter months, and I'm not ready to have our official um, what Christmas wish list thing that we normally do. Uh, what I did want to say is, not you know, if you live in a place where you can still ride your motorcycle. Fucking well done. Good for you. You've made good life decisions. Um, here on the Ice Planet Hoth, we're not going to be able to do that for a while. Um, today on my drive across... One second, though. Because on Sunday of last week, we shot guns and rode motorcycles to gun fun time. Yes. And on Monday night... And 48 hours later... It's a tundra. Right. Literally. And today, 48 hours after the snowmageddon... Uh, 48 hours after that, there were still fucking cars buried in the middle of Interstate 480. Yeah. Oh, they're still there. Yeah, they're there. there. A bunch of them today. Yeah. 
I mean, how I bad has your life gotten out of control? Of I saw one parked along 480 that it looked like the cops had knocked the window out. Yeah. The car, the car was buried in snow, but the pat, the driver's side window was gone. And I'm like, yeah. oh, the fucking inside of that car has got to be fucked up. <laughs> and then there was a there was an Amazon truck over on the other side that was spun all the way around. They were trying to pull it out backwards. I'm like, oh, all those people's presents are fucking mm. stuck in that truck. It's going to take longer than two days, that's for sure. Two bail boxes got hit on the street where I live. Yeah. Both were mine. They, both, both were yours? Mailboxes. No, yeah, both my mailboxes. In Lakewood? No, yeah. in, in Oberlin. 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 Yeah. Yeah, there's uh by our shop. There's a couple of signs that have been hit and stuff. You know, it was it was pretty kooky. You know, for for people who don't live in Cleveland, we are very good at dealing with snow. But the first snow of the year always gets people. You know, it always takes them by surprise when they discover that all season tires really aren't all season tires. Mm -hmm. And it's very funny how bad it is. And this year was awesome because this year it waited all the way until December and it wasn't just like a snowfall. It was 18 inches. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, the First fact that it hit with a vengeance, you know, but here's the thing. If you're a person that's going to venture out in Cleveland in this snowy Armageddon or whatever, right. And you can't maintain at least 25 miles an hour. Yeah. Don't go out of your house because when the entire highway is doing 40, yeah. And like hardcore with snow, and yeah. then you come across a dude doing ten. You yeah. just cause seventy four accidents. Like exactly. behind you, it's oh. terrible, man. It's unbelievable. Oh. And and, and the I, I was flying to work on four ninety. I was flying to work on four ninety, and I came down under the bridge, you know, over the uh, uh, under the overpass, and there's a fucking car coming at me. I was like, ah! <laughs> I had a fucking. It spun around and bounced off the Jersey barrier. Uh, I, just, uh, I kept going. I didn't even let off, but shit. And then my mission today was we had a generator fail out of one of our radio sites tower out in Chagrin. So I had to drive out there, meet up with the generator guy. Then the road back there was 20 inches of snow. I mean, I stuck my snow shovel in it and it was fucking, I'm like, uh-uh. I mean, we got a Jeep. The old Jeep runs, does pretty good. I'm like, they ain't going to cut. And he's like, I can't afford to get stuck because I've got a hundred other fucking calls to go to. Right. So we had to walk a half mile back to the, to the tower, put some coolant in the generator because it had, you know, there was power out and that power had been restored, but you know, next time it goes out, it's got to be able to run. So there, yeah. there, were, there was no getting help. So my new, my new, Hyundai, my newish Hyundai to me, Hyundai, um, they have these giant plastic like splash shields underneath the car. And apparently whenever they did something, mine went. Anyways, one of them fell down and sucked up like 75 pounds of snow and caused me to slide sideways. And I, I was like, fuck, man. So, so you're you turned it into like, a plow truck. Yeah, basically. I, I, I thought I, he just turned into a, a road excavator. He just yeah, became right, a pretty earth much. mover. But like, it was fortunately it was close enough to my house that I got it home. And I'm like, fuck. Like my driveway's covered in snow, it's cold and all this shit. And I, I, I bought a new car, so I'm like, okay, I'll use this. I'll use this, um, you know, free towing thing and have them fix it or whatever. So I call. They're like, you are 567 in line. <laughs> we, 
We can, we can reach you on January 3rd. Are you a state? I'm like, okay. So I just put on my frog togs and I used the RR heater or IR heater I bought for painting and I mm. melted all the snow under the car and I was able to like jack the car up, risk life and death to like not have the car fall on me and I pulled the fucking under tray off and got out. But like, yeah, there was 500 and some people in front of me for like, you know, tow calls in right. one day thing. Insane. That's insane. Can yeah. you say self self rescue? Yeah. Oh yeah, I self rescued. But I'm going to go and to the lot. I mean, a lot of tow truck drivers bought new boats yesterday. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That generator guy. I was like, I'm I'm getting 500 bucks a call. I get 500 bucks a call to go out, and all those people in Hunting Valley and Chagrin that have their built-in residential generators that throw a code because for whatever reason. He goes out, fucking clears the code, fires the generator up, five hundred bucks. Jeez. Well, that's okay. what all, Let's all just the call that what it is. That's a wealthy tax. I mean, that's what that is. That's a tax for being too rich. It's like the guys that have combines that you can't work on on your own. Like if you've got a two million dollar combine, um, it'll throw a code in the middle of your harvest, and you can't fix it yourself, and they have to send a little John Deere helicopter out to fix it for you. Um, <laughs> You know, that's just because you got you, you've gotten to the point where you have too much money, and yeah. Well, all there's the like you know, that's when the first time they put OnStar in a Cadillac. When they put OnStar in a Cadillac, that was the button that should just have a dollar sign on it that says, <laughs> "I don't want to fix my own problems. I want to talk to Becky, and she's going to fix the problems for you me." You know, that's that's a really good point because right now in the uh, in, in the electrical world, there's a whole push for the uh, the, the right to repair is what they call it. Mm-hmm. But realistically, who is going to work on their two? Who is going to work on their own two million dollar combine? Combine. It's like, well, yeah, but <laughs> yeah, but but you don't own a two million dollar combine, and no. I don't I don't think you ever would. Nope. No, I probably wouldn't. But. <laughs> Yeah, even even yesterday I was I was I was contemplating of grabbing the CT one ten with the knobbies and going in the backyard and just fucking doing donuts in the snow. <laughs> just like fuck it, I just don't give a shit at this point. <laughs> Call me up, man. I'm coming over. <laughs> I've had impressive numbers of warning lights on the dashboard of my Toyota Tundra, like. I've had the full collection, like every warning light that you can have on the dashboard of a modern motor vehicle, um, and then gone to lengths to make sure that obviously the thing's still going to run. It's not going to be a problem. But, you know, yeah, most people would get that thing back to the dealership at two, maybe three warning lights. And I've had 11, you know. (laughs) So lit. (laughs) You know, when you turn the key on and they all come on, mine stay. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> so you know what you know speaking of weird cars and you phil so you know your um whatever that little what's the az like it has all the the one car with the turbo that you have the jd it's called the daihatsu mira avanzato trxx so you were the first guy to bring one in that i've ever heard of that car and now on youtube in the last two months there's like 50 fucking videos of people saying like this is the coolest car and the funnest car they're doing all this stuff it's like you were totally ahead of the game on that thing and now that car is super popular all of a sudden they're very i mean it's a really fun i mean it's a it's a silly car to drive you know 660 cc's turbo intercooled all that crazy shit um it's a silly stupid car i mean it's 85 horsepower tops 
but they're but it, sitting in third gear through Tristy Roads. It's really but it weighs awesome. less than a Honda Interstate, you yeah. know. So it's a it, it's a very weird little car. Um, I'll pull a picture up just so people can see it, just so they see what it looks like because it is kind of a fun thing. But the uh, the fun the one that I've been driving back and forth to work is a Mitsubishi Pajero Mini, oh, which yeah. is six hundred and sixty cc's. Um, and 660 cc's with a turbo and an intercooler and four wheel drive, um, and uh, all those things. And it, it when the turbo lights up at 5,000 RPM on a little tiny car that weighs what your pants weigh, um, it's a really funny thing because it's like, oh shit, this is going to make something happen real quick. Nothing <laughs> happens real quick. It's but it, it just makes more noise and it gets more buzzy. But driving it around in the deep snow in the four-wheel drive is hilarious. I mean, it's it's really a good time. There's there's nothing about it that isn't fun. It's it's cool. I mean, I I, I dig the hell out of it. I'll pull up a little picture of the Avanzato for the background here, real quick, and I'll get out of the way so you guys can see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's just that's the definition of a hot hatch, and um, that's a hot hatch. And it's funny; it has power windows and everything else, but the motor is just 660 cc's, and it's got a turbo on it about as big as your fist. No, but so. you did the video and you did a thing about it. But like, it's funny how you did it, and then all these like literally my whole feed. I don't know if it's because I looked at yours or whatever, but my whole feed is just YouTube dudes talking about that car now. Like that's you it. You got Google herpes. I did get Google herpes. Yeah, 100%. They, uh, but they did, um, that's in like, I don't know, it's not Grand Theft Auto, but it's in one of those driving games. So it's one of those video games. You can use a Avanzato. You can use a Daihatsu Mira Avanzato TRXX in the car game. So it's that kind of a thing. It's the, you know, pocket rocket mentality. Mm. Yeah. They're silly. And yeah, it is, it is hilarious though, driving a little tiny, a tiny, 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 tiny car with four wheel drive in the snow and the deep snow, because all of those things, like when the guy in front of you is in a Hummer H2 or H1 and his wheels are seven or eight feet apart and your wheels are four feet apart. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, it's like driving a sidecar rig everywhere. It's just the right side wheel is never where you want it to be. So it makes <laughs> it really difficult. So yeah, I've been driving driving the little the little cars a lot lately. Um, I decided that for winter time I was just going to be using little strange Japanese cars. So it'd be more fun that way. It's been cool. Hey, hey is Hoff alive? I no, may have basically. basically. Yeah. I wanted to ask him about the compound, the new compound he's building. Mm. He's dead. He made a. Mm. He's. Oh, that that was me. Oh, that was you. Oh. Hey, hey, I went, mm. oh. about the container. How's, how's the compound coming? Wake the fuck up. <laughs> That's a proper. <laughs> well, hey. uh, he's gone. If, he, if, if our listeners don't know, he's building a compound. He's building an actual yep. like, compound where we might have podcasts at. Right, right, right now. As we ship speak. plants overflowing. <laughs> that's pretty cool i mean I, I saw the pictures that he has been sending us and stuff and then the samples that he's using for building that thing is look look amazing it's yeah. it's, mm-hmm. it's a really good cool man it's gonna be cool uh-oh mac's on it mac is handling the situation yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but i see there him there he, there he is. is oh 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 no it's alive <laughs> So I, I just, 
The, Tell uh, us about your compound. How's the compound, Huff? Well, <laughs> <laughs> it's a, I got the, all the insulation in half of it, so and it's heated. Half of it's heated now. Oh, that's cool. Nice. And the guy that bought my house, I was supposed to close Friday, but he said it's not going to be for a few more weeks. But he asked me if he could give me 500 bucks and just start working on the house. And I'm like, give me the 500 bucks and work on the house. And if you don't buy it, it'll be, you know, you'll do more work than I ever did to it. So (laughs) I got a picture. I've got a picture of Hoffert's uh, shipping containers. Uh, that's right off of his property there Uh, it's pretty good i like the way that he's done that lego thing is the podcast gonna be in the third or fourth level of um he said this one right here the pinkish looking one the the one that's a little you know that one right there that's a little off color yeah that's gonna be for us yeah excellent all right and where's what which which one is he going to keep the young girls in that we're concerned? <laughs> be that one over there, <laughs> right there. <laughs> They've never left a container since China. Oscar became a unicorn. I don't know if you guys caught that. If we're on multi view or if we're on single view, but Oscar just became a unicorn. <laughs> That's where we have to draw the line as yeah. a culture. Yeah. <laughs> So as ridiculous as all this is, I just keep thinking back to how much fun Chris Smith is providing us by buying an anus motorcycle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Priceless. Just comedy gold. It's a fun bike to ride. No, it's a great, I mean, it's a beautiful bike. It's a great bike, but he will never live down the fact that he bought it. <laughs> no. <laughs> I thought I thought the quality was way better than I anticipated it to be. You know what? He's never going to live that down until one of us buy an Aprilia sphincter. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> when one of us when one of us buys, you know, like the, when somebody gets like a, a 1983 Moto Guzzi testicula, then we probably. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. oh, the vaginas. The vaginas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> they should come out with the blink, uh, a bleach janus. <laughs> a bleach janus. Oh, yeah. For all the people that are into lighter skin, uh, Janus. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I hope he doesn't get his janus all muddy. I'd hate to have a muddy janus. <laughs> No, but I did hear he's looking forward to summertime so he can wax wax his Janus. Uh, <laughs> and then bleach it a little bit. Just kind you of, know, they you do know, have those. They do have the Brazilian Januses. I've I've heard I've heard it's beneficial to put your Janus in the sun for a little bit, but I hope he has a cover <laughs> so he doesn't overexpose his Janus to the sun. <laughs> he needs some luggage so he can take it at the Janus. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I just crap. hope he doesn't have to. I hope he doesn't have to go all the way back to Indiana to get somebody to look at his Janus. <laughs> I wonder how much he can pack into his Janus to take <laughs> somewhere. I wonder what kind of a load he can take in his Janus. Oh, <laughs> probably a big load. <laughs> oh, I'm never gonna get tired of this. I'm never gonna get tired of this. I don't know why it's so good. 
Oh jeez. Oh god. Oh. So John, man. how how is your uh, um, uh, compiling of your stuff and moving from your uh, house that you're leaving going? Not going well. Let me just tell you. It's not, <laughs> not going well. it's not going well at all. I'm in trouble. Everything is a daily thing. Hey, when are you going to call the real estate agent? When are you get your shit out of there? Uh, you know, I don't think we're going to be, uh, you know, we got to have to, we're, we're still paying the rent on that. We're still paying the mortgage on that house. And I got most of everything out. I, uh, yeah. I fuck it. Well, you posted another- a pretty nice picture of a, of a CB 750 that looked pretty uh, cherry and nice. Oh yeah, it's way back. It's back there, buried now again. I brought some of the bikes over. I still have to get the scooter over. Probably this weekend. I'm going to try to get most of everything else. Uh, there's going to be a lot of stuff that just gets pushed out on the curb. You know, shit. Fuck it. Motorcycle stuff. There might be. Uh, there might be a scout on the curb. <laughs> <laughs> There might be like whole things. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. But, but I don't know. I I feel like, oh, I throw it away. I'll just fucking leave it in there. The guy, whoever buys the property, they can throw it away. If they don't want it, they can have a fucking garden tractor. You don't want a garden tractor? Push it on the tree lawn. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That problem. You don't want a scout? Push it on the tree lawn. <laughs> That's, you know, best case scenario, the guy's got a garden tractor. Worst case scenario, the guy pushes it out to the curb. Yeah. Yeah. That doesn't seem to be a problem. The whole house is empty. I mean, I, that's the thing, you know, I worked on helping get the whole house cleared out and then it was like, okay, now you need to get that garage cleared out. I'm like, well, wait a second. That's, that's a bigger part. You know, like (laughs) my garage here is like, I have enough room to walk in the door to here. That's it. You know, that's, there's no room. And I, and I, my yard, I have a fucking lawnmower. All my shit, my yard implements are all outside right now. I'm just going to cover them. Up. I think I'm going to go buy grill covers and just put uh, over everything. It, it's amazing. Just, it's amazing how outside. It's amazing how big a garage looks until it doesn't. And like the day it doesn't, oh, I mean, you're like, garage, oh, fuck, did this happen? Like all of a sudden, <laughs> this garage when I built it, uh, I mean, I thought it was like a fucking skating rink, you know, I was, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, woo, you can ride your bicycle around in here and shit. It's cool. Yeah. Hey, Janus. <laughs> is that the female the, uh, Janus or what is that? The Janus. <laughs> the uh i don't uh i don't for i really don't envy you because there are things in my garage that i don't ever want to admit that i'm gonna have to leave behind and it's just it's come to that there's gonna be things that i'm just i'm not gonna be able to find a home for and that's not you know that's not a good place to be but yeah that's uh that, that's where you are man yeah it is what it is no biggie I, honestly i mean somebody comes and buys the house i don't give a fuck I'll, that's enough money i can right i can abandon things mm, yeah. i got a trailer dude yeah, I totally get that. <laughs> i'll come with the trailer and pick up what <laughs> i have a, i have a honda crv let me know <laughs> nick is thinking what it is is there's just nothing you really want i mean well nick is and, and the other thing that i have to remind myself is it's not i really paid any money for 
Right, but Nick needs at least seven yeah, more CT one ten. So if you have any of those, he needs like seven more. <laughs> if you want CT ninety shit, I gave all my CT ninety shit to Johnny Chrome. So Johnny oh. Chrome has mm-hmm. my one CT ninety plus, you know, a shit ton of it. You'll have more CT, and you don't want any of that. You've already abandoned the CT ninety motor, so you don't need four other extra motors and fucking bullshit you've gone right. chinese well so, the original no, motor you have four right now me, but. You have all, right yeah, yeah if you want lots more ct90 john talk to johnny chrome i'm and, sure you can get it cheap and speaking of chrome he seems to be doing pretty well he's in florida doing his thing so he's still doing he's alive doing his thing and he's yeah Johnny Chrome, he responded today to a text and busted balls. So hey, yep, yeah. I mean, I think, he's, yeah, he's clearly he's clearly clearly doing well with 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 or with or without us. He continues to soldier on. You know, we we <laughs> want to have him back on the podcast at any time he can. Yep. So yeah, that would that would be our best possible thing is to get him back in here. So it was nice yeah. to hear from him today. It was nice to hear you know a little sarcasm yeah. and a little text from the guy. So you know, hey, good to oh, see. Oh yeah. Oh, he's he's still in he's still in the peanut gallery. Yeah, he's still, that's right. uh, you know, cracking jokes whenever he can, <laughs> yeah. whenever the opportunity arises. Sure. Oh yeah, absolutely. The uh, and that's and you know, for everything that he's gone through, when you think about you know his crash and recovering from the crash and everything going down to Florida to help his mom out, mm-hmm. and then ending up getting involved in a motorcycle crash. Holy shit! You know, like. That's how your life can turn real fast. That's how everything can happen that you think you've gotten control. And all of a sudden you realize you don't have that control over that anymore. So keep in mind that could happen to any one of us at any time. Uh, you know, and he's, he's in a really bad spot because I would hate to have that. I would hate to lose my mobility in that way. That, that would just be. Well, as you guys saw, so when we were out, we were having our field trip, my buddy Mike showed up. Mike mm-hmm. podcast, so back in the day, whatever. And I didn't get to speak with him enough. I wish I had been able to speak. I was too, in too much of a frenzy, but give him my regards. I saw him. I talked with him for a second, but not enough. No, but here's the, the thing. So, like, people have to realize. So, like, he got blindsided and hit by this lady. And basically, she didn't have a lot of money, so he didn't get anything. Like, he got nothing, right? But so he's suffering, and he's got nothing but the lady lives four blocks from his house. Oh no. And she has a oh, brand new car. So she, oh. so like the insurance is like, yeah, she just had liability, all right. the other stuff. Meanwhile, she has a brand new car. She's doing her thing and he's got nothing out of the whole thing. He no. called wow. all the different lawyers and they're like, yeah, there's nothing we can do. They had nothing. Sorry about that. Whatever. He should just be able to break into her house whenever he wants. Well, and the thing is, the dude's a solid dude. And like, yeah. you know, we talked several times. He's like, I could go and slash all our tires and stuff. And I was like, you don't want to do it. He's like, yeah, I don't. Right. You know, but like, well, and what, what are you really going to get out of that? It's, well, nothing. it's like, but you know, yeah. what I mean? but like when you put yourself in that position, like your life has changed in five seconds. Like, you know what I mean? Like this lady didn't mm-hmm. fuck the dude all up, fucked his bike up and all this stuff, took away his career and all that. And he's got nothing out of it. And then this chick has a brand new car. Right. That just makes you go like, eh, that's fucking, you know. yeah. But, no. but he's got a yeah. positive attitude. He's doing his thing. As you saw, he came out. He went down. Unfortunately, they went to shoot at the other range. I think fun. that's hilarious. The fact that we're shooting shotguns on yeah. the you know the hand trap range, and they were going to go shoot rifles around the corner. So and and, mm. but, and then it was closed because of COVID. 
Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, really? man. So he went all the way over there, and then they got sent home. There was no shooting. So the rifle range was closed? Rifle and handgun range was closed. It it was, that information was available on the internet, just so you know. Really? Uh, I'm just saying. Uh, I, 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 don't, yeah, I checked before we went out. That sounds way too technical for me. I don't know. <laughs> Sleepy, is, is, is Mike still, like, is he riding motorcycles? He just bought, um, so, like, <laughs> he didn't think. I saw that. <laughs> well, his bike didn't seem like it was that bad, and we went and pulled all the shit off before the insurance took it, you know? Mm-hmm, and I mm-hmm. behind it, it was bent into a C. Like, that dude, like, I, I am so happy he's alive. That bike was hit hard. So, but yeah. but um, he he still has his DR650 and a bunch of other little bikes, but he did yeah. buy recently a Suzuki GS500, uh, like, you know, like kind of the new sport bikey twin thing or yeah. something. And he yeah. kind of bought I it. Thought- he's kids, but he's going to ride it himself for a while. He just fixed okay. it all up and doing his thing. So, yeah, he's, right. he, he's riding. And also, I lent him... Um, my, my Piaggio, he's, he was riding that when he couldn't really sit on a bike. Cause I said, you know what? That's why I bought it. And that's why Phil gave me the, the deal on it. So he has that and he was riding. So you let him the cripple bike. Yeah. It's the cripple bike. It's a wheelchair on two wheels. Is what that bike is. Get the, the motorcycle handicap plate and the whole deal to go with the whole it. Deal. Yeah. It's fucking great. He can the park BV, anywhere. Right? Yeah. The BV. Yeah. He rode. Yeah. So he's mm-hmm. riding that. And I think we're gonna we're gonna take it apart, or he's gonna take it. Apart. I don't know one of us. And I think I think the head the head needs some new bearings. So we're gonna work on that. But yeah, oh, yeah. He's that for a while. Oh, well, I saw him. I saw him not too long ago on ADV Rider, and, and I was like, "Is he still like doing like posting tags and stuff on the the Northeast yeah, he, Ohio?" He got a tag. <laughs> I believe he got a tag. Yeah, ADV, man. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Wow. No, that dude ain't going out. He's gonna ride until no. he's dead. Just like me, I, if I had to get in the, if I had to get a Harley with three wheels, I'd do it. If that was the only way, I could. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah, I've said that to people. That's the pep talk that I give people about: should I ride a motorcycle? If you're, if you have any trepidation about it, just imagine you wrecked the bike. Say you broke your leg or you broke your arm. Would you get back? And would you, you think you would actually ride it after that? If your answer is no, then you probably shouldn't be riding to begin with. Yeah, Absolutely. true. Yeah. But if you're willing to accept that risk and that you could get hurt and yeah. you'd still want to do it, then go ahead and do it. Yep, that's true. That's yeah. a good point. Yeah. Yep. The uh, and that that's a that's a very very interesting thing because every single time I've ever been in a crash, and that's a frightening statement. Uh, but yeah, every time I've been in a very serious crash, there was nothing I could do to get back on the bike fast enough. I mean, I did everything I could. I was still wearing a cast and I was riding the bike, you know? So there was no question. It was like, oh, you got to get right back on the horse. And Jesus Christ, um, you know, I'm trying to buy another bike while I'm laid up, you know? That's him, uh, and That's Mike, 100%. Yeah. That's that. I, that's totally true. I mean, there's there's no doubt that happens, you know. Yep. So yeah, that's a, that's a very very uh, yeah that happens. That's a thing. What were you holding up, Phil? Oh, uh, one of the things that I've been uh, spending my time on this winter was this uh, this project, um, this little project bike I've been building here. So this is this is going to get rid of all of our. <laughs> all of our viewers, but yeah, the uh, so this was we were talking about Mike going over to the other range. Oh, Mike, yeah, Mike's a gun guy now, too. So, yeah, yeah. he's a gun guy. And yeah. what's very funny, I mean, it's just hilarious that the <laughs> um, that when we were talking about this at the range, like you couldn't buy tactical ammunition because 
apparently anytime anybody talks about electing a Democrat, all the people run out and buy all the ammunition. And what was funny is you could buy shotguns. Including the Democrats. Right. That's true. <laughs> because it works both ways. So uh, if, if you think for a second that it's like, oh, well, you know, the guys with the red hats, they've got all the guns and bullets. No. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Totally. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly the way it works. Um, but it is funny because you couldn't get anything tactical. But one of the things that we were talking about is a while ago, John had clued me into a shop, you know, a major nationwide sports chain who decided they weren't going to have uh, ammunition anymore because they were going to have a kinder, gentler outlook on life. And so they decided to close out everything they sold that went bang. And they did it for like, you know, 50% off and then an additional 30% off. So I went in and bought, a, you know, truckloads of ammunition for guns I don't have. And I, I so didn't you, take, I, didn't you take a giant portion of that home on a zero? I went, I carried as much of it as you could. I'm going to say that I carried easily 200 pounds of it home on a zero electric motorcycle, had them lock the rest of it up in a, in a, in a room and then went back once I got my truck to go back and get the rest of it. And, uh, but, but it was funny because I actually had to buy a device to use the ammunition I bought. So oh. I had to. So it was like one of those things where you're like, okay, well, now I'm heavily invested in 556. Five, I need to buy something to go with it. It'd be like if somebody bought me a tanker truck full of gas and I had to buy motorcycles. <laughs> you know, I got all this electricity running into the house. I should probably buy some more electric motorcycles. There's yeah. 750 520 chains. Yes, I guess I need something that'll run these. Things. And that's what it is. Is if if suddenly I came across an unlimited supply of a certain size of tire, I would have to buy the motorcycles to go with those tires. Right. Um, there is a bizarre mental defect that's happening here. And <laughs> I mean, if you've ever been in a position where you've bought a device to use the expendable, that's fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> or you got a fucking sweet deal and it makes sense. So hey. and, and that is, that's what's hilarious is it's like, okay, so I went from being this guy that like my, my history has always been like, I've stayed away from certain types of firearms and gotten into other types of firearms. And I've never had this particular type of firearm ever because it usually went hand in hand with a certain image. And so now I have that thing. And it's like when you accidentally buy a Ural where you never would want to admit that you're a Ural owner, but then when you have one, you have to learn the language. Right. I, uh, I, I just myself recently have joined the Giant Penis uh, Support Association, so you can, <laughs> you can also become a member. They'll help you deal with the fact that you have a giant member and you have to deal I mean, with yeah, right, right. The membership is huge. <laughs> <laughs> huge. And his last name is big. big. <laughs> well, if you thought there were a lot of dumb things that you could bolt onto a BMW motorcycle, you've never really <laughs> delved into AR-15 ownership. But they're not at Starbucks, so nobody knows about that. It is the it is the BMW adventure bike of firearms. It is just like, you don't even actually have to buy an AR-15. You can just buy all the accessories for an AR-15, and the AR-15 shows up underneath it. <laughs> Dear Camaro. It is so... Oh, good job on the editing, Steve, by the way. <laughs> you like that. I didn't know if anybody got that or not. In our last video, um, I... Well, the I, Motor Stories video, right? Yeah. Right. In the last Unky Phil Motor Stories video, I was talking about how, like, 
you know, when somebody, if you're riding a Vespa and somebody calls you a fag, you just oh, get the bleep out, yeah. <laughs> and every time I said the word gay, he put a little Camaro there, <laughs> like an actual car. <laughs> so where my mouth was just became a, like a mid nineties rally sport. <laughs> red. Yeah. A red rally sport. Every time I said the word, <laughs> then a little red rally sport Camaro came out of my mouth hole. Um, it's pretty good. I uh, love the shooting video with the uh, animations. Yes. With the explosion. <laughs> oh, yeah, so I kind of felt like mine should have been bigger. That's <laughs> I, I was playing back the video. Cause like, that was kind of rushed. I was super excited, whatever. And like, I, fun, but, it, fun. Whatever. but like, it was like all the shooting was going on, but you really couldn't tell. So I was like, you know what? Movies add shit. We're adding shit to make this fucking visible. So that's what happened. Thank you. I loved it. I sent that video to everybody I know. Yeah, it's fun. I, it was a really good time. It was great. It was a great time. That was a good Sunday. That's how you should spend Sundays, man. It is. I totally agree. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. And the weather couldn't have been better. That was that was the whole thing. It was like and me and Dan rode, so we did all the things we like. We yeah, rode, we, we hung out, we shot things. And we rode yeah. home. We still lost uh, a case of Claybirds on yeah, uh, on two on uh, two seventy one. And like me and Dan have to work on our our hand signals because like he I don't know what happened. He moved, but <laughs> he had all that box of clay with the little uh, net over it, and it moved about seven inches to the right. And so it was like it was like teetering. So I'm going, ah, 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 and and Dan's like. Ah, and I'm like, ah, ah, and I'm pointing back like this and stuff. And so and finally he figured it out. But when we got to the range, he was like, you need to work on your hand signals. You suck. Yeah, but he did that like four <laughs> times. And then he'd just stop and be completely calm and ride for a while. And then he'd do it again. And I'm like, what the fuck? You know, and I'm like, he looked around behind me. Oh my God, my <laughs> Box fucking work. You over there. It was not good. I, yeah, no, I was not. I'm not good at hand signals. I am 100% okay with the. Uh, Stop. Right. Hitting, exactly. Yeah. We're stopping now. I'm nowhere on a highway with all these people. I was trying to just make them like, you know, all he had to do was go and slap the box and it had been fine. I don't know. So if I did this, he thought I'd maybe spanking my own ass and that doesn't work as a hand signal. So I don't but know. If you, if but if you lose a hundred clay birds on the freeway, that's going to be spectacular. <laughs> that would have been good. <laughs> just orange everywhere. Everywhere. Right, right. Yeah. Oh man, it was good. Well, yeah, what, what an amazing day! And then two days later, we have snowmageddon, or a day and a half later, or whatever later. You know, so that's Cleveland. That's Nick. You have a new nickname. It's called Dead Eye Nick. Yeah, yeah. You got the Long wow. Range Award. Yeah, you do get the Long Range Award. Um, you were definitely making that Remington eight seventy get out there. Uh, you know, I gotta say, I I had an absolute blast that day. It, it was. I I hadn't been shooting shotguns for at least five years. And, and after that, I, I started looking up online used prices for Remington eight seventies. And, and that's not good. That's, that's not a good thing. I have too many hobbies. I, I, I can't have more. You know what I liked a lot. And I'm like, those are great though. They fit in a little fucking closet. You could get a fucking safe. You can have 20 fucking guns in a little cabinet. And yeah. or you have them in a guitar case like Steve, but 
what I really liked about the whole thing was launching the birds. I might become a professional. Like that's what if people can hire me, I'll fucking throw those things all day. That's fun as shit. I'm a professional trap thrower. Yeah. That's what's funny is like my left, my left shoulder. Cause I shoot left-handed. So my left shoulder, it was beat from shooting all day. And then my right arm was from throwing birds. Mm-hmm. So I was even even yeah. You're fucking perfect, man. That's how you do it. John, on the other hand, couldn't masturbate for a week because his fucking shoulder. <laughs> the funny thing about shooting I next to change Nick, it up. <laughs> the funny thing about shooting next to Nick is sometimes I would try to shoot cleanup. So I'd try to shoot cleanup. But the funny thing is Nick was way better at getting the birds that were like already 100 yards out. So a bird that was already out and was about to stall and just lose all of its energy, which at that point I knew that bike, that bird's gone. Nobody can hit that. Right. And then Nick would be like, oh, you're not going to shoot that? Bang. Disappear. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, like, what the shit? Like, I can't hit him that far out. How the fuck can he hit him that far out? (laughs) I wonder what kind of choke is in that gun. None. I looked. It's just as all the all he's got in that all that eight seventy had was a standard turkey barrel. So I mean, it's a full. It's a it's a choke, but it, there's nothing fa- fancy or sexy about it. No, you know? turkey barrel was a really tight choke. It's a tight choke. That's what he's yeah, got. You know, that's actually one of the worst things for a skeet and trap. Yeah, I mean, he's got he's got the right thing for shooting a bird that's a hundred meters away. <laughs> it just it just so happens to work out perfect for his timing because he likes to think about it. You know, so the bird would leave, and after I would get done making my rash decisions. He would go ahead and think about it for a while and go like, "Okay, here yeah, now." I I really did like to like to sort of wait a while because yeah. I I don't know I, I I well that was the other thing I I only wanted to use one shot for a clay pigeon you know I didn't want to shoot twice yeah well don't take anything not, that seemed excessive please don't take anything, don't take anything away from Mac who when his brother in law or whoever he was was like putting two birds on the thing and John was like boo boo and I think a couple yeah. times he might have hit both with one shot I don't even know he was so good <laughs> fucking good I had a good run there I, with the doubles man and I was using my my 500 as a poly choke so you can take the chokes out and I think it has just an improved cylinder so if you get on them quick you've got a good spread and you get that first and second one and boom sh- boom I was getting them and it was <laughs> nice it was impressive man I was like I was kind of semi-chubbed the whole time. It was cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you like that, well, my God. wait for my next act. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can handle watching him shoot a pistol. <laughs> on that note, no. On that note. We're have some, let's start talking about handling our guns. No, no, no. I'm, I still haven't cleaned my guns yet, so. All right. Yeah. I need a little rem lube over here. Yeah, I got a little rem. <laughs> I don't need a little Hoppy's number nine. You know, if if you know what I'm saying, I little I need a little nitro solvent. The know? tip of mine has a little flash uh, <laughs> flash burn on it. I got to figure out. Um, I just I love the way that all my clothes smell because I love the smell of cordite. Yeah. So like everything that I was wearing that day just smells fantastic, you know. Oh man, I I took Amber to the airport the next day, and uh, I I threw on the same jeans I was wearing the the day before, and I could smell it. I was like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> she 
she's going to have trouble getting through security. <laughs> no, I like how you were like, oh yeah, Merit, um, she didn't have gloves, but we found these gloves and they're shooter gloves and we don't know where they came from. <laughs> they're just in our house. They're just, you know, fucking female shooter gloves just laying around. It's fine. Yeah, but I have, I've been shooting since I was a little kid. So like I have a whole lot of shooter accoutrement. Like, I mean... <laughs> I've got a lot of accessories. <laughs> if, you, if you think cycle gear can lay a hurt on your wallet, you've got nothing on Gander Mountain and Cabela's. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I see that. I've decided a- I need a nice shooting vest. I don't have any good proper clothing. Augie right. had the nice padded shirt. You had Dan was Dan was like a nice vest stuff. Yeah, Dan looked like a professional. He had his whole fucking yeah. jacket on and everything. Yeah, I was shooting Pennsylvania style. Dan, yeah. did you bring a gun with you? I didn't see a gun on your fucking bike. Where did that gun come from? I didn't bring a gun. My my gun is broken. <laughs> I, thought, I thought you had one, so I was like, "Damn, he's fucking sneaky." He had that shit in his tailpipe or something. I didn't know. <laughs> your poor, your poor old gun is old and broken and doesn't work anymore. <laughs> is the hop snoring? Oh, he's dead. I think you tried smacking your gun around a little bit. Maybe that'll wake it up. Yeah. You handled other people's guns pretty well, so congratulations. (laughs) Well, he couldn't wait to get his hands on my gun. Right. I know. (laughs) Your gun was very admirable. I've never, uh, I've never used uh, short guns for trap before. <laughs> oh shit! You didn't like my eighteen-inch barrel, did you? Uh, Dan, hey. sir, he waits for the market of down. <laughs> he did better with your short gun than you've ever done, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should ride fast and take chances. Okay, uh, man. Get out of here, man. <laughs> on the brown note.